Welcome to the Regular Guys Podcast, brought to you by 365 Athletic, with your host, Zeke Prado, Garrett Rona, Judo Oliva, coming to you live from La Mirada. Let's go! Oh, my bad. This thing got stuck in here. Shoot. Yo, 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 Judo Leva. Gary Rana. And I got a couple of special, special guests known as Fern. Yes, sir. Andres, Andres Fernandez. Fernandez. Yeah. Along with Arthur Brown. Yeah, Both Fern. of these young gentlemen played football at San Gabriel High School, uh, Dakota Wesleyan University, Laverne University, and then both played in Europe and played some developmental football with the Hungarian League sir. and Gior Hungary, yeah. the village of <laughs> Gior, and Arthur played in uh, Serbia, Serbia, in a uh, little village in Serbia. So. <laughs> Mine was the village. Mine was the village. Yeah, yeah, was the village. Yeah, no McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll get that any drive through <laughs> <laughs> We want to know all about that, man. But before we get started, we do do a little small talk, kind of recap college football, things that went on over the weekend, hired, firing, uh, the first female kicker to score in a big five, power five school and, and then uh, celebrate like the pulling dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Walked in, the whole family was watching. It's like I gotta do the 
I was able to catch the end of it. Again. Oh, yeah. you're telling me that we could have walked, been watching it that whole yeah. time. So we're watching MLS. <laughs> we're watching yeah, MLS watching soccer. soccer. <laughs> so you wouldn't and watch any of the game, man. Stuff, I'm bro, next bro, time, that's not that. A bunch of fights. <laughs> really? Just scream. I I was like, so much for the surprise. But it was a good ending. Good ending. Yeah, yeah. The movie. The movie ending for USC. They're in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, they got a uh, they got a nice tight end over at UCLA. Yeah, uh, a big boy. Yeah, he scored a couple TDs. Yeah. It was kind of uh, doing damage. Yeah. Definitely doing damage. I know at the end they threw that. Yeah, you know, last minute uh, Chuck Chuck for luck at the end. You know, yeah, kind of held your breath to the end. Cause I, you never know with USC. <laughs> Where? Bat it down. All right, what's the rule, Coach? You bat it down or you try to pick it in the end zone? <laughs> in the end zone, you bat it down. You bat it down. But, uh, and don't run it out. Don't run it out. <laughs> <laughs> Every mistake. You, you're seeing a lot more of that, man. You're seeing a lot more of it. What's going on? Pizza Hut in the house. Nice. I'm going right down the side, right? Like yeah, sounds good. All right. You have this, my son. That's what I'm talking about. Pizza, right in the middle of the podcast here. Yeah. <laughs> Our sponsor. Our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. And I'm going to stay right here, right? Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Appreciate All right, it. Good. You too. Good. Masai, give him the money. All right, guys. I'm about to pocket that right now. Masai was about to keep it. That was Masai. My allowance, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, a little bit more Pac-12 action. Utah beat the undefeated Colorado. Oh. Right? Utah's, man. Remember we were talking about they were going to start rolling in the middle of the season? Yeah, they always, game they five. They only played five games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but they were sick. They were they were shut down for the first two. Yeah, fourth game. That's their fourth game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Both they're two and two, aren't they? Two and two. Yeah. 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 You got a little Coastal Carolina. They squeak it out of over Troy. You know, they're still, they're still undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. Probably little hangover after beating uh, BYU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. BYU won. Yeah, they beat San Diego State. The quarterback's State. legit. Yeah. They got a nice tight end, too. Yeah, they they always do a pretty good job with what uh, they have. They always have some, a few couple, couple receivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got a couple receivers. Got a solid quarterback. 26 years old. 25 years old. Yeah, I mean, hey, whole family, ready to roll. Got three kids. Yeah, was on his mission, you know, came back. Yeah. Did his thing. They got a nice tight end over there in BYU. Well, I got a question. What do you think of the Jets firing the D coordinator for that last play? At that point, at this point in the season. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I mean, what do you call that? That, That's got to be some loyalty to the coach. You give him a chance, right? Maybe recover on the ninth game, tenth game, maybe? Yeah, but if you you know that coach, anyone know Greg Williams' screen? That's what he does. That's what he does. Yeah. That's his shit. That's what he does. He bring he fills every gap, tries to put pressure, tries to run man. And the games they lost, it wasn't because of the defense. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Then they fire him for the one game they lost that they thought they could win. Fuck you. <laughs> 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 to me, that's the coach, man. He should have took the. He should have well, laid on the sword. He, oh, here's the thing. I mean, I get and I and I totally agree with you, coach. I mean, just knowing the background of who the coach is. You know, this is the guy that was putting out bounties on people. So you know he's about sending, <laughs> you know he's about sending pressure and doing those things. 
And you know, you do what you you do what you do. I think, and you know, in those big games, the big, the even bigger question is, what the heck is a corner doing jumping an underneath route <laughs> when there's only eight seconds left? Yeah. Like, let him catch a tackle on yeah. the guy. You know, yeah, he's not going to score. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is he doing? Nobody talked about the corner that awareness, bro. It's a Madden player. Yeah. It's a Madden player. Madden's corner always jumps and hits rounds. And still take off the the corner all the time. Yeah, I'm mad. You run a hitch and the fade together, and he's going to jump the hitch every time. That's a Madden player. That's a Madden yeah. He got caught up in the... But he's been playing too much bad, and then he compete. Right. Then they carry over onto the field. Yeah. That is the only time they were winning. <laughs> or Jets. Jeez. Yeah, the Jets, they were... Uh, I mean, at this point, um, yeah, what do you do? You just kind of let the younger guys compete, kind of see what you have out there. You Sanchez, re- re-evaluate. Chan- Sanchez is available. <laughs> no, he's, still 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 st- <laughs> he's still stuck to the butt oh, right now. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, hey, hey, Mark Sanchez was on the Mass Singer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys watch that. Yeah. Video the he's, on, he's on all the talk shows, or like the football show. He's on. Yeah, Mark he's on Sanchez. Sanchez. He was a baby alien. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so his, uh, yeah, his family hangs out over here at the Tamrack in Whittier. Yeah, you want to get connected with the Sanchez family right there. Yeah, yeah. 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 all gathered. All gathered. All right there. <laughs> <laughs> Graduation going away. Carry <laughs> 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 The tamarack. Yeah. Anybody watch games this morning? NFL games. Uh, I was watching uh, Arizona. I already forgot who they played. Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Watched a little bit of the Cowboys game. But yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, look. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Miami was taking it to the Chiefs this morning. Yeah, they were. But you know, you know, Chiefs, Chiefs always come back at halftime. So. Yeah. Oh, they did. That's what happened. And they, they ended up yeah, winning. they exploded. They came out. Yeah. Kickoff return right off the bat. Uh-huh. Then they hit number uh, ten return. a couple times. Yeah. And then it's yeah. all pump return, pump return, pump return off the bat. Man, you should see that wall. It was nice. <laughs> I love a good that wall. That was like time. <laughs> I got that wall, man. They just. Untouched. And no clips. He went untouched. No clips or pussies on the back. So I was yeah, watching that this morning, but, you know, getting ready for the, the regular guy podcast, man. Yeah, you ready. Yeah. Thinking about it. Um, so who's those pizzas for? <laughs> yeah, man. All of you guys, hey. This is hard. Yeah. Part yeah, of the way they crack it open over here. Yeah, don't be afraid, guys. Yeah, man. Watch the camera shot. <laughs> We're good. We're oh yeah, the video is just for. Uh, oh yeah, it's clipping. The video, the clip. The video is a video. We're more interested in audio. You're tall. You're taller. Audio. And don't send me. Yeah, I know. We're gonna put you on the demo. And you know what? No, no, it's good. So we didn't talk about it a week ago. The Mike Tyson fight. You guys see that? You watch that? I saw no, I didn't watch it, but I heard about it. I heard it was a. Did you see it? I just saw the highlights. <laughs> and there's all kinds of different different uh, perceptions here of like, I heard we are watching the champion of the world, the baddest dude on the planet. I heard, I heard that uh, Roy Jones was uh, 
trying to take Tyson on a date or something. He's like hugging him every two seconds. What would, yeah, what would you do? I'd be Slow hugging him too, man. Slow down. Yeah, yeah. Depends what I'm getting paid for, you know? Yeah. I might take one just to, <laughs> just get, to get, get out crowd, there. Yeah, yeah, get the crowd excited. True. Only one, though. <laughs> After that, I'm running. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I survive that one. Right. So, <laughs> there was some rules in there, some stipulations here. You guys want anything to drink? There's I'll some take rules. Which you got here? Water, Modelo. Gatorade is cool. No, uh, and and Modelo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? I'm not driving. Nah. I can handle. I can handle. I can handle. I'm not in Europe a little bit. That's a this, this was always the agreement with my players, right? Because the players, when you coach at you know the college level, they want to go hang out with you or see a place, and they want to have a beer with you. My rule was always not till after you get your degree. You know how many guys have collected on that? Zero? <laughs> no, no, there's a handful of guys. <laughs> they graduated. Zero? That's the Dakota Western guys have graduated. Some of the Juco guys have gone on and graduated. So. Well, that's when you have a beer with them after? Yeah, yeah. If they, grab, they get their degree, <clears throat> I, I, You saw me have some when we went to Salt and Pepper. Salt and pepper? What was that? A concert? Oh, the group! I thought it was a restaurant. I was getting hungry. Actual group? No. Salt and pepper. That place was good. Yeah, that place was good. So if you're ever out in uh, Buena Park, Fullerton area, go check out Salt and Pepper. Salt and pepper. What they got there? Hey, everything. You name it, they got it. But the wings are pretty good. Yeah. Wings are pretty good. The beer was always too good. That's why you always get that platter. They had really good everybody. service, real friendly service. Like <laughs> Real friendly service. <laughs> <laughs> but as a married man, I didn't, yeah, I didn't engage in those shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, we had some, uh, we had uh, that Mikasa, or they, they said it was, it was Mr. J's is what they said it was on. But it was a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. I see no guy named Jay in there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's Juan, bro. At first, yeah. I was, I was yeah, first letter, initial. <laughs> I was a little skeptical because I asked him, like, hey, man, well, what's your favorite? No, what do you like? He's like, I don't eat her. I'm out. I was like, what? He goes, no, no, I just, I'm, you know, I work at a, two restaurants and then, I'm, you know, I'm around the food all the time, is what he said. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, okay. Right. But that's, is that's the owner or one of the guys that works there? That's not a good. I, I know. You know, I, you got to say, oh, this is my favorite one, even if you don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Think about it. Right now, with restaurants being closed and they were serving food and they're telling you that I don't eat here? Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. He, was real, he was real good to us. He let us sit down in the, the patio. He probably wasn't supposed to. Um, and then some of the guys ordered. We had uh, some uh, tortas. Tomorrow. Some, uh, yeah. Bolitas. They got the license pulled. Burritos. Yeah. <laughs> Bolitas, burritos. Uh, I think the Albert got the video the chivo. Yeah. Which was like, geez, it takes forever, you know, to cook that. Oh, so they probably, they probably been right cooked for four days. Roll in real quick. <laughs> they just happen to have a live chivo back there. <laughs> Someone's gonna order them. <laughs> Billy, Billy Goat. Yeah. So it was a, it was a good spot. I like it. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed Where is it at? It's on uh, Chapman and uh, in the spot. What's that? Or Cross Street. Can't think. We're down by uh, Memorial Park. How did you even see that place? 
Oh, I just, I look it up, man. And so I go by stars. If it's got four stars and up, I'm good. Four stars below, <laughs> only if I, it's an emergency. I look really up the first hungry. three comments. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't go any deeper? Yeah. I always look for the worst comments to see what it was. Yeah. Is it just someone that's a complainer? Someone no. that, uh, that just wants to bitch? Because you know? Dorian Yelp, they give you like the top one, the worst rating. The top rating, lowest rating, and one in between. Mixed reviews, always. <laughs> Controversy. Why is it so different? <laughs> we, uh, yeah, but I hate it when someone put, gives it a one star because it was too expensive. <laughs> you know, it's like, it was cheap. You know, not, not everyone gets a 99 cent, you know, freaking Del Taco fucking one taco, you asshole. <laughs> you know, think about that meat for 99 cents, what you're getting. You know, there's, it's like an 80, 20, 80% fat. <laughs> I will say this, that's one of the, okay, so... Anytime I buy something or anytime that I have to purchase or think about what I'm going to buy, mm -hmm. I always remember this. Coach Roma said when I was, I think I was 17 years old, he said, remember, you get what you pay for. And mm -hmm. I've never forgotten that in my life. And every time I try to, get to, a deal. <laughs> try to do like the ghettoest thing or the cheapest <laughs> thing, I always remember because like, Two months later, I'm like, I have to buy the same thing, but now I got to buy the better version of it. And you have to pay more. Yeah, so <laughs> well, I'm you like, I could have just this, did it the first time and would have been okay. <coughs> I don't get it. Right, stay right now. Man. Never yeah, that's what, I, I love it when you always have that friend. Um, I'm going to say it's my brother-in-law. <laughs> he always gets the best deal. Right? You can be talking about, oh, yeah, I picked up the computer. Oh, you should have the computer I got. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I bought an Alienware computer. You know, it's got the, the top of the line processor. It can play movies. The highest rate. Oh, I got this one at, at Costco. Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah. You got it at Costco and it's better than mine. I got you. <laughs> I paid four grand for this laptop. You paid 99 bucks and yours is better. Okay. Shake. <laughs> you know, it's like there's always those people that always have a good deal. <laughs> yeah. I try not to pay full price, but I like new. You know what I mean? I like, I like new things. I don't. Like do refurbished or you know anything like that. Uh, you know those prize electronics? Talk about refurbs? They're out of business. Are they? <laughs> all the refurb. All that refurbished. <laughs> Wait a minute! Didn't you buy a laptop? That <laughs> that's why I. That's why I buy new now. <laughs> that was like six months ago. Well, you know what that. You know what that is? That's a trust thing with my nephew, my other nephew, Angel. So he was the one that was selling me the refurbished computers because he said he and his buddy were fixing them and putting them together. Pork over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they, they like sell it to you for 200 and then you sell it back to them for 100 And then you turn around and sell it for 200 And then that same person will sell it back to them for 100 So that's what they were doing. A little, little scheme that they had going. But I'll buy it back if it doesn't work. Yeah. It's, like, it's guaranteed. Yeah. They get their buyback program. Yeah. They learn that from Oh, but there's a restocking fee. <laughs> We, um, well, we did. We had a football camp this week, right? And um, and uh, we had we had gone to some food, some restaurants out there mm -hmm. right? in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, we did this omelet house, which was pretty good, really good. Nice. It was like we had this pastrami, gouda cheese omelet. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegas, man. What happens in Vegas? Yeah, <laughs> clogged your arteries. <laughs> in Vegas. We did walk by that. It does come back. Heart attack. <laughs> Comes back as colon yeah. cancer. Hey, that heart attack was the heart attack real? Heart attack, yeah, something like that. Do they have they 
Okay, so they had one in was it Chandler? I don't know if it was Chandler. I went we went one time. In Arizona? Yeah, that's where my godfather, rest in peace. That's where uh, my godfather lived and you know, when he got he had, he had unfortunately well, well over ten years ago now, but had a had a massive stroke so our whole family went down there, you know, to go to visit and try to see him at his last his last couple hours. So these people are telling us about this place, the Heart Attack Grill, and I'm like, oh, is it, it sounds like it's, it's good, you know, it sounds really good. I mean, they hyped it up. Now, they didn't tell us the whole theme of the place. They did tell us about, like, the burgers and all this stuff. So, of course, you know, we, we all go, and granted, we took, at the time, they were kids, you know, like my cousin Victor and a couple mm. other people. So we took them, not knowing, you know, what this place is like. We go into the place. And I didn't realize that it was like, literally like, they have nurses in there, but the nurses, it's like super Halloween, you know? Mm, yeah. So yeah, they're a little bit... Uh, so like cool. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the, the skirt is a little high there, and yeah. some fishnet stuff going on. <laughs> there's mirrors all over the freaking restaurant, and you know, my two little cousins are... All right, have like, <laughs> Staring at every mirror in there. Um, you know. Yeah, there was so a lot was, to look at. Yeah, it was uh, definitely a good place to eat. I don't know if it's a family place to eat, but, you know, you're a single man. You have that thing. You go with the boys. <laughs> with the boys. Yeah. Leave your guns outside. <laughs> <laughs> or the nurses will frisk you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's something that's a crack up when I see that sign. But leave your guns outside. No guns allowed. I'm like, oh. Like <laughs> <laughs> the wild, wild west out there. <laughs> it, is. it is. Yeah, that's so. Um, so how was your camp? Man. Did you have Man, we had 70, about, I don't know, between 50 and 70 kids, depending on the, on the day. Those uh, three days? Three days. And uh, five to seven at an uh, undisclosed location. Uh, Undisclosed. <laughs> well, you know, this is the COVID deal, you know. Like oh, COVID. oh, sorry, we're in a lockdown. We're in a, yeah, I'm sure they can tell we're talking about the video. That's not real. Yeah. No, it's, it's, we try to do everything we could. It's just it's tough, you know, with, with kids. And, yeah. Well, you know, uh, uh, but it, overall, a lot of really good kids that, that just wanted to be out there. Football, maybe first-year kids, maybe they just play flag football, and kind of giving them this this camp structure, you know, if even how to line up or or where to be or stations, stations, and you know, what was the age group? We had from eight years old to fifteen years old. Holy cow! Yeah, so then we uh, we broke a lot of that, the the groups up. You know, I took the kids, uh, you know, at the end of the practice while the older kids were doing some one on one. So I took them. We did like. You know, they did a, a little 10 by 10, and it was one on one, you know, with the ball. It's kind of a touch deal. Um, and then uh, in the last day, we kind of did the same thing. But the kids, you know, they're watching the one on ones, they want to do that too. So we just let them do that. And they just kept the ball one quarterback, and the kids are running a route, but it's like zigzagging and weaving and all over the place. And the quarterback. It's to play Madden. <laughs> <laughs> quarterback's throwing the ball. Like Getting <laughs> better now. <isn't> it? <laughs> um, I had some ambitious kids that wanted to play quarterback, but weren't quite quarterbacks, and had to fire them. And send them <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I play quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> to receiver. Poor yeah. kids crying. Yeah. 
Never fails. First first experience so, in camp. Never get that big chubby kid that wants to play receiver. <laughs> we, I'm a receiver. Really? We had a couple of linemen though. We had a couple of linemen there. They were there, uh, and it was a skills camp, you know. And I put the positions on there. So not there wasn't an O line D line, but they still wanted to come on out, and so they kept telling me they played center. I said, well, today you're a running back, son. <laughs> Sent him over with the running backs, and the next oh day he came back and said, I'm a lineman. Sent him over with the running backs. Said, you're going to learn. And then I guess he went over there and was playing center. Like, he was snapping. <laughs> <laughs> one, you know what? one thing and one thing only, coach. Dead snap every but time. He knew, he knew what he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to find that. Yeah. Especially for linemen. Yeah, linemen all think they're something else. All receivers. Let me get the ball. Linebackers, yeah. So, had to do at lower brawl with our center. Crying for a, a carry for the... As for freshman year, sophomore, junior, year. finally gave him the carry his senior year. Yeah. And he scored though. He did? He scored. Yeah. We just ran Izzy. Was it? Anyone could score there. Yeah. Mike rolled eight he touchdowns. He, 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 did, he did get tackled by the goal line. Yeah, yeah. But then rolled in. Rolled yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, yeah, the, by the end of the camp, the big guys, they were playing receivers. They were playing receivers, so they were. They were Signed first with uh, Jud, with a uh, coach that was there. Uh, forgot his name, but 
He was a cool guy. Everybody's been able to bring on the best. Joe Burrell. Oh, yeah. Um, Joe Burleson. Burleson. <laughs> Joe Burleson. Yeah, like he was out there for Joe Burleson. Yeah. He was out there? No, no. no, no so, some, some, so uh, I got signed first, and then, and then uh, Art was able to sign second. And But he went to another country. Um, he went to Serbia. I went to Hungary. It's kind of close, five hours apart. And then uh, we ended up linking up uh, a little bit. A few months later, he came up over to Hungary, and we kind of started there. But um, I, I originally wasn't going to stay out there very long, so we weren't going to stay out there very long. And I ended up staying. I came back to coach the junior junior season. But uh, it's, it's definitely been an experience being out there. Uh, yeah, just uh, like I said, like for like for myself, like playing with Roman Rebels and like. European football is very different, like compared to playing like high school, college, and different type of athletes. Especially all of them are first year guys. Some some of them are first year guys or old school guys. Like with with Andres' team, when I moved from Serbia, I went to Andres' team. Found out there was different rules, so I was able to kind of like get moved over to his team. But um, just uh, like just culture part, like I said like I lived in Serbia, which is a village. Where he lived, that was more of a city, so it was actually like a little more things developed. They had a youth team. The team where I was at, it wasn't really possible because financials. So financials are really big thing in Europe, just to kind of get things going or bring in Americans. Because like I said, for each rule is different. Like in Serbia, Hungary, Germany, France, wherever the rules are kind of different for each place. It's based off the, their federation and whatnot. But like with their with Jonas, I've kind of been back and forth between helping them out, but majority just had to hang out with Andres out there in Europe. Being out here in LA is a little expensive, so here for, here for, here for two weeks, and I'm like, ah, I'm ready to go. Like, yeah. <laughs> not possible. But out there, instead of doing a lot of development, I know Andres has been out there for a while now. When he first got there, it was like, well, I was helping him out with the youth, and no organization at all. And for me, I'm used to rolling Rebels, so like having volunteer coaches, which is like kind of the same type of situation, but Andres was out there with the American quarterback, the American coach, and both of them had no clue how to coach kids. At all, just let them run with their heads cut off the whole time, and they're playing a season or playing games. We have like a little uh, what do we call the little bowl? It was like a little oh Smurf bowl. Yeah, a little cup tournament day where some other teams came to play and all whatnot. Right. So what's the caliber of play out there, man? I mean, you guys come down here and <clears throat> that, you know, play against our Rebels football programs and well, get up. There, there's kids that can play. I can say that, but like I said, the mindset is different out here. You got kids who are, you know. They live and breathe and everything like footballs. Footballs their thing. So, but there the the physical part is is a lot different. But you know they they got speed, they got size, they got strength. It just it's not all together. Yeah. So if we can, if we if I brought them over to play the rebels, we would probably lose. But you know, but because the kids here know the game better, they they play faster. They they just naturally do things out there. You got to develop. You have to. Yeah, it's taken me some time to get them, get it to look a little like football. But how long have you been out there? Uh, it's gonna be four years now in February. Wow, is that your new address? Yeah. Are you a dual citizen? Yeah, nah, not yet, not yet. I gotta get married. Oh, wait a minute! You have to. Or are you going to? I, I, maybe, maybe. I don't know yet. I'm still young. Yeah, you throw a shout out there, Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's possible. It's, it's possible. Conversation. Yes, sir. <laughs> now, what are the European women talking? Uh, <laughs> the What's the difference between? <laughs> well, let me just say uh, sauerkraut and <laughs> <laughs> a lot different. <laughs> 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 they're, di- 
But look, I got a question. What yeah. uh, did you ever think your journey of football would end up where you ended up? Not at all. No, I honestly, I uh, like I said, I went out there just to try it out. I wanted to continue and just try something different. Go, you know, at the same time like travel and, and play football life, exactly. Yeah. So I didn't think I was gonna be out there for this long, but you know, it's it's been worth it. Um, you know, kind of going back a little bit in my career, like I, I'm, you guys see me, I'm not the biggest guy, so, you know, being able to play for somebody who believed in me, like Coach O, gave me, gave me the opportunity at San Gabriel and just kind of filled me with, uh, you know, the, the, the self-confidence that I needed to get to the next level and then, you know, getting to that next level, uh, just, you know, I've, I've been able to make the most out of my opportunities so once I went out there I kind of saw I had an opportunity so that's why I've stayed out there but if you asked me four or five years ago if I was going to stay out there not a chance <laughs> not not at all so it's kind of been you know it's, it's been a cool cool journey it's been a, a cool uh, experience from when I was at San Gabriel to Laverne to now it's, it's been it's been great and you know, as he kind of brought up the, the development part um, out there, it's it's been it's been a great experience being able to give back to them and uh, develop the youth program. So the youth program is kind of mine. And and so it's like when you started there, what was the youth program like? Like chickens with their heads cut off? Basically, I mean, like, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's a good question. It's a good question. So uh, basically, there was only two. So it was like the varsity. So they go by age groups. They don't go by like varsity, JV, something. They go by U19, U17. So those were the only two. When I got there my first year, uh, it was it was like that. You know, um, I learned real quick. It's not about what you know. It's about what you you're able to teach your guys I got there like I know football like, I'm gonna be able to coach these guys it doesn't matter you know it doesn't matter what I got but I was getting my butt kicked so I'm like I gotta get I gotta find a way to get these guys to to know you know the game a lot better and be able to execute better so um, when I went back the next year we started uh, U15 U13 U11 so um, I'm basically in charge of all. You had of those. enough guys to. Yeah, yeah, teams. yeah. We were recruiting, going out to schools and stuff, so we were able to get enough guys. Now, uh, their way around around uh, certain things is like uh, you know not everybody's able to have a lot of players on their team, so only the highest level U19 is 11 on 11, and then you got nine on nine the lower levels. So that's kind of how they work away around, you know, not having enough numbers and things like that. So, so you only need like 20 players on the team? Yeah, basically. So that's a r roughly around what I would have on every age group, 20, 25 guys. So, you know, um, definitely, definitely been able to develop it. Now we, we have somewhere around 35 to, to 40 guys on the, the U19, the 11 on 11. So just growing the interest. Yeah. More people want to play. Definitely. Friends of friends and go watch them and say, hey, I, I think I can do that. Yeah. And I mean, having a little bit of success too helps. You know, I think you guys know that winning, winning. Oh, winning. Green, a lot. Green yeah. bandwagons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, before I got there, they weren't doing much of that. So uh, it's kind Nobody of. Nobody wanted to play. Exactly. Yeah. 12, 15. I remember my first year we had 16 guys, 17 guys maybe we started and we finished with 15, 14 guys. So. Yeah, we we lost some dudes throughout the season, but those three guys 
it's a it, it's a big number if you don't have a lot of guys at the beginning. So, so you just won. You just won a championship. Yeah, with the adult team, and I won. I've won a few championships with the freshman group. I made it to the playoffs the last two years with the U19 or the varsity group and got second place. Made it to the championship game. So there's been some improvement, but yeah, we we won a championship with the adult team or the the senior group. No. When you guys do that, do they move them around the leagues? You go up one, you yeah. I know so, there's different tiers of. Well, this year, companies. this year we we played in the well, it's the Division One, not the actual like top level for the hung for the Hungarian league, um, but because of the COVID, so we played with the lower division teams. Uh, but we we played with no Americans. We played with just strictly like our guys, uh, the domestic players. And a lot of the guys that were playing were my guys that have come up through the program. So they got to play and experience, and you know, kind of lead the the adult team in a better direction. So and those those guys after nineteen, then they're eligible to play. On Basic, the, yeah. So that's now you got a kid with two or three years experience exactly. instead of the, the yep. guys that. Yeah. So you're you're building a real program. Yeah, this uh, I'm basically started from scratch out there. So yeah, that's kind of kind of how it is. Like those guys that played for me, uh, they they knew the system. You know, the last few years they've been playing for other American coaches or players that have brought in their system, and it's like you don't have enough practice, enough time. So guys out there running with their heads cut off. They they're trying. They just don't know the game that well. So this year they they knew the system a little bit and it, was, and it was easier. They were out there running, playing faster, making plays and things like that. So those guys definitely um, have helped a lot with you know the development of the senior team and right. yeah, taking in. So the development part, because I remember watching the video like four years ago. See, <laughs> I got I got all in like a multi-purpose room <laughs> with some uh, gym mats. On the ground. Yeah. I don't know if you guys had bags or... Man, I just thought, like, oh, my God, it reminded me of middle school. Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah. The resources, man. What are the resources? Because, like? I mean, you're talking like, hey, we know football now, but, like, what are the resources? Like, do you have the tools? To, you know, you're playing on a soccer field. You're, you have a weight room. Do you have... Nah, you're, you're what looking at... What about the at, gear? The gear, most of the kids buy their gear. So they, they, you know. It's all imported. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the uh, there's there's stores out there from Germany and other other that countries. That game. Yeah, that are a little more developed with the game and and just more exposed to like you know the Western side of the world. So they're able to to get their equipment from there. But like fields, most I think there's only one official like football field in the country. Everything else is soccer. Yeah, everything else is soccer. So, so you got wider sidelines. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you make the you make oh, the football field. Man, you put the lines, but twenty yard end zone. Nah, nah, nah. We're not playing in the CFL rules, but yeah. yeah, the soccer fields is usually what the kids play on. Um, yeah, there's no weight rooms, so a lot of the kids they have to go to the gyms and try to work out. Um, you know, the team has equipment like bags and, and cones and things like that, but it's usually like handed down from other places or donated but it's it's been it's kind of outdated um is it's it's not the same as here that's for sure you know you're, you're dealing with less over there so you get, does the team have sponsors to help with some of that yeah they're sponsors but you know you're limited to 
to what you get for those sponsors. So if you have a big sponsor, then you get more money, obviously. If you have a smaller sponsor, you, you kind of have to finance the, those sponsors and, you know, what's more important for the team and whatnot. But Try to get some U.S. sponsors now. Yeah, I like mean. They've been, they've, they've been winning games. I'm trying. I'm uh, trying. <laughs> next step. Speed no. flex, you know. I'm trying. Now, the kids have the, like, that's the one thing since I've taken over, like, I've, I've tried to tell them, like, hey, these are the type of helmets you want to have, you know, the speed flex or the Revo speeds or the Zeniths. A lot of kids have Zeniths. Shut. Like, they, they have those things. It's just... Um, it's harder to come by because they have to pay for it. You know, so I, I like me and Art always think about it. Like, man, if we had to pay when we were growing up, like at this age, we were probably wouldn't have played yeah. because we didn't. Didn't have the means. Yeah, we yeah. didn't have the means. So, like, we were fortunate in that aspect that schools were able to provide, you know, provide and things like that. But resources uh, to answer your question, Zeke, it's uh, it's not like here, kids. You know. You see kids with some pretty old gear out there. They don't always have that. Out there with the shut Target masks. Where I first started, I'm just like, can't yeah, see man. through that. Yeah, that's yeah. the 90s. <laughs> yeah. yeah, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. They're like Halloween costumes off the lights. That's not the right helmet. And the Rudy got the phone. Rudy Rudiger face So, I mean. What's his face? Larry Zonka. Yeah. The one bar when he broke his nose. So, to kind of go off of that, what you guys are making fun of. So, the guy who brought me out there, you know, he's from, he was a Texas guy, but he was living in Canada for a while. But he went out there and he was like all hyped like yeah you know i asked some people to donate and whatnot and we're like yeah great we're gonna get helmets for the kids they get here and it's those helmets you know they got the, <laughs> got the, the cross face mask the old rydells the like, ones that were sitting in a warehouse yeah that had been the used model, for exactly years, the yeah. model displays exactly <laughs> so yeah you know like like was, those type of helmets they come on the trophies yeah exactly so i was just like oh man so after the first first few years, I kind of started telling the kids like, "Hey, make sure you guys get these helmets. We need to get these kids out of these helmets because these are concussions waiting to happen." You know, <laughs> I, I need buckets. my kids. We don't have a lot of them, so yeah, they, it's, now they got they got a lot more. Uh, like they got better equipment, better helmets. And they've gotten out. But it's also because of the program where you started and, and having the influence of you. Yeah. And you telling them, you know, what they need to do. And exactly. You know what I mean? Like this is what this is what you need to get to. Yeah. When you play other teams, do you see older gear on some other kids also? Uh, yeah. everybody's starting to upgrade. But everybody's starting to upgrade. Yeah, Everyone, the game's starting to develop. It's starting to get better out there. It's not obviously at the same level as here. You know, it's not at the same rate, but you can see it's starting to look like football. How many, how many games do you guys play in a season? Uh, the most we've played since I've been out there has been seven. So that's uh, like season and playoffs start after that? Yeah, and then playoffs will start after that. But most of the time it's four to five. Four to five because uh, there's there's a lot of teams, but there are a lot of lower level teams. So like those are the teams that play more. But the, the level of competition is not that great. And so they don't want to play the teams like at your level, like no, because it, it's finances. So like, if you don't have the money, travel, uh, yeah, traveling and equipment. So and like, what's the furthest you have to go to to the location? Uh, usually it's like three, four hours. So you travel to the other side of the country. It's a small country, so you're not. Is it by train or something? Or by bus. By bus. bus. Yeah, you usually go by bus, but and it's not. Usually we don't have ten ten games throughout the season, so. Uh, it's it's a little different. You have a lot more time to prepare, a lot more time to kind of space out your. Is there buys in the in the weeks? Yeah, yeah. There's bye weeks in between every game, so 
You have a little bit more time to prepare. Two weeks to get ready for every opponent? That's what? not football. But you think about it. <laughs> That's like, a Super Bowl. We don't practice every day. We practice three yeah. times a week. So it's like it kind of adds up. And you make the money. You figure out a way. It's different. <laughs> you guys train like Rocky like when he's training in the forest. Sprinting down an icy road. No. Chasing chickens in the backyard, <laughs> in the village. Nah, I, I, I'm like I've tried to do things a lot like how we do it out here. You know how you guys do it, and, and just kind of give them that, like, hey, this is what we do in the states. So if you guys want to be good at this game or at this sport, like, you got to do this. If, if not, you're just gonna be having the soccer mentality, show up on game day and play. Like you can't do that if you want to be good. So. You know, I'm, I've been able to, every time I come back, that's why I like, you know, being around you guys, because every time I can come back and like, watch from you guys, learn something from you guys, and that's the stuff I've been able to take out there, and it's helped me be successful. I mean, it's not perfect, but, you know, it's it's gotten to a level where it looks like football, so, yeah. So, yeah. You we guys, do, we should do a couple things. One, we should go out there and do a coaches' clinic. Yeah, uh, man, they would love you guys if you guys went out there. Went out there to do coaches' clinic, right? In person. Yeah, they would love you guys. And because then guys, would how long is the flight there? Nah, uh, it's, it's a long flight. It's a long flight. You gotta sleep through <laughs> you like guys sleep a lot. You sleep a lot. It's a ten-hour flight. No, no. Uh, 14, 14, 14, 14, fourteen. You gotta go across the country. But, and then. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but you're going in the big jets, you know what I mean? So like, it's comfortable. It's not a league jet. It's not a league jet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not Southwest Airlines. <laughs> yeah. It's not those. You're not in those little those. puddle jumpers. And <laughs> puddle yeah, jumpers. You're there with the pilot. <laughs> hey, 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 grab that switch. There's a button over there. <laughs> today. Part of your investment in this flight. The guy's flying with the drone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't those. It's not those. Uh, yeah. So you're in the exit seat. Are you ready <laughs> to deploy? Yeah. Put this parachute on. You're the first one out. That's good. That's funny. Man. One time my bag fell out by accident. <laughs> it fell. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and she goes, oh, it happens all the time, sir. <laughs> 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 yeah. Thank goodness. The flights, the flights are not bad, though. But the worst flight, what was uh, when we came, I think it was when we came back. Yeah, we had we had long layovers. The layovers. Yeah, it was like nine hours, but we had two of them. And it was, it ended up being... But like this time I came around, it was like 15 hours. It, it ended up being almost double that, so like 33 hours. Where well, you had to wait to get back on yeah. the plane? Yeah. Did they have problems? So we stopped in London for nine hours, and then we went to Iceland, stopped for, for nine, nine hours, hours. Yeah. and then we got on our plane to come Could to Could you LA. leave the airport? 
No. I had, uh, technically, you could, but we you didn't. We, yeah, we, 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 we didn't. <laughs> really got lost. Like, I, I, I want to see Big Ben, man. Yeah. I want to nah, I I go see something in London. It was our first time, so we were a little, a little scared. Because <laughs> yeah, you know, the rules are just different, too. Because like, it's not like here, like you travel to Chicago, like, all right, let me roam around it, get back. Because the English, oh, there you go out there and. The yeah. rules are different, so like you can't be out, or you're not allowed to get past. Especially as you know, we're we're a little bit darker. <laughs> yeah, so like, like I don't think you're Indian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, you're in the back. Yeah. No, wait a minute. Exactly. I'm fucking so, American, yeah. asshole. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's yeah. happened a few times. Yeah. Yeah, it's happened a few it's, times. Yeah. I'll tell you about <laughs> my time. Z- Z- yeah. I want to this. Art was with me. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were from India, right? Like. <laughs> I don't know where that title was from, man. Pakistan. I was wearing flip flops, cargo shorts. T-shirts, right? That's clearly American. It was clearly American. No, they thought maybe you got it at a yard sale. Dude's from a beach, dude. What's up, Z? Right, so we go to this American bar. It was the American bar. It was like a 50s bar. In London or where? I think it was Austria, right? Austria. Vienna. Yeah, Vienna. Or Budapest. 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 Which is really diverse. I mean, you know, you go there, there's people from all over the world there. And we were going in, and I'm showing my ID, and the dude looks at me, and he's like, can't let you in. And I look over at Art, and there's Art. Did they let you in? Art's indigenous, <laughs> right? He's, he's from America. Right? American and he, Samoa. Yeah. <laughs> and we had Albers there, and she's Native American from Pine Ridge Reservation, right? How American, how much more American can you get, right? You're from Rosebead, though. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> can't come in. Not American enough. Like he's, and I was like, what do you mean I'm not American enough? This is the American bar. I'm American. Look at my ID. South Dakota, Midwest. You know, like, yeah. All your fucking corn. <laughs> come from me, you yeah. fucking asshole. I'm, like, I'm American. He goes, can't let you in. And then they had a kind of like signal uh, the one African-American dude, right? Because I guess he speaks English. But it was more of like a, uh, of like a, uh, a European English accent, right? Yeah. So he comes over and he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, man, just can't, can't let you in. And I was like, what do you mean you can't let me in? He's like, nope. I said, so they call you over here to tell me you can't, I cannot go into the American bar being American, that I'm not American enough. And he goes, nope. I said, man, you know what? Keep wearing your uniform, because they were wearing these little dorky-ass uniforms with the 50s paper hats and shit like that. I said, man, why don't you go back over there and keep dancing for him? And he's like, oh. I said, well, you want to treat me like that? Boom. You get your American. Yeah. I'm American enough for you there. Yeah. Boom. You get a little I was, I was American in World War II when I saved your fucking yeah. ass, right? Hitler was fucking making you do whatever you wanted, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm not American That's enough? Fuck you. Mussolini was fucking warning you around, you bunch of pussies. Huh? Without us. Without my tanks. <laughs> my bombers. Where would you be? Not American Not American. Then yeah. we went to another bar. Well, it was a Mexican guy up front, and he didn't let us in. What? Yeah, Mexican enough. Damn. Well, because we were like, oh, we're getting in this place. Yeah. He's like, I can't let you in here. What, what was the reason that they said no? I don't know. It was not like, well, first thing, I don't think we're addressed to go into places, but. But the, they were, there was plenty of people in there that were just kind of yeah. casually dressed. But That's when you gotta be know. more American and bring a gun. Right. Just pull your gun up. Sorry, right, you can go in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you get but the 
the Ukrainian strip club let us in. You know what I mean? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. New, new girls, new girls. It's like, what? Yes, sir. I just want a glass of wine, sir. $3,000. That's what it was, remember? Corona was 15 bucks. Yeah, so we had bought like, a glass of wine and some beer, right? And then after, they get really friendly with you, kind of like the heart attack restaurant. They get really friendly with you, and then they bring over the uh, menu, and it's like $1,500 for the bottle and bottle service. And I was just like, no, sir, sorry, sir. We're out of here. Let's go. Yeah. 
Four pieces. Five tries only. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Guaranteed for four. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I said that one time, and then people gave me a reaction. I was like, man, I didn't even think about it. You know that I had said that, or it was negative, or like, mm-hmm. you know, it meant something really bad. But, but yeah. it's so it's not the term gypped isn't. It it's like targeting the people group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, we learned, uh, like, I have a friend Roman that's uh, from Slovakia, and he talks it's about the Romani close. gypsies. Yeah. That you know they would like get help and support from the government and get whole, uh, not hotels, apartments, and just tear them up. And just kind of, you know, just just not destroy, the destroy shit. It. Yeah. yeah, not really care about the community because they were. Nomadic, you know what I mean? Like they weren't yeah. gonna be there very long. They're not. They don't want to stay. They don't wow. want to stay. Yeah, they just just keep moving. They're always moving. Yeah. Always moving. Get old Europe. Yeah, that's it. That's how it is out there. Yeah. There's a big community, gypsy community in um, North Augusta, South Carolina. And when I was down there, are they from Europe? I don't know where they're from. I, they have their own language. Yeah. They, to, they they definitely do have their own language. Yeah. I don't know about the ones here in, in America. Out there, it's like that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they have, what they do is like, you know, the community, they get together and they buy these big homes and, and um, they're huge homes, I mean, huge brick homes, like colonial style homes, and then they don't live in them for a year because they have like some type of spiritual religion practice that they, they think that uh, after a year, whatever is there leaves and things like so that. So the spirits are... Yeah, so they would just have house, <laughs> empty houses. Brand new empty houses, just, just chilling. Yeah, till it was ready. Yeah. yeah. So this was in Serbia because when I was in Serbia, they have a whole community of gypsies. Like, there's a certain part of the town they said you cannot get, can't go towards. Which is, I didn't know gypsy was a real thing. Besides, you walk around, you see beggars, but in LA, everyone's a beggar in LA. So <laughs> like, they're living underneath the freeway. Yeah, like all these are just the ones on this side. Like that's all it is. Yeah. Well, there's like a whole community of it. So like you said, like. Going out there buying the home stuff and Serbia, they're like, oh yeah, at nighttime you can't go past this side. I'm like, in LA, you already know there's certain parts you can't go at nighttime out here too. So like for me, it was like really like weird to hear about that stuff because you hear a lot of like the racist tendencies. But it's like like just anywhere though, like there's racist tendencies wherever you go. But that's one thing I really like. It was re- kind of weird for me to understand about like the gypsy thing because me on the desk would jump on the bus and you always get eyes because they're the darkest people on the bus and mm-hmm. just like. And I'm over here just listening to my music, like playing American music and stuff. And as soon as they start hearing you speak English, they yeah, like, they oh, okay, like the change is real fast. Yeah. But like, just go from uh, um, um, nervous to oh, okay. Yeah, nervous. yeah, which is crazy, but it's like that quick switch. As soon as they like, ask a question or you you speak, they're like, oh, it changes the like the mindset. And the, the facade. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, which is like, yeah. could you get that line? Like, so what? like when you when they hear you speak English, they know you're American. Mm. Well, they kind of—they just know you're a foreigner. Yeah. So they're like, okay, he's a foreigner. But the people who do speak English, they can tell you're from the states because the way you speak English, mm-hmm. it's not British English. Yeah. yeah. It's real. It's a, it's a, it's the real stuff, not the yeah. British, not the Queen's no, English. They, and yeah. they say that we speak broken. English. I know. I know. <laughs> they speak perfect English. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, what was it? Uh, yeah, like they don't understand our English because it's all like. Yeah. Slang and shorthand. It is. 
We don't say complete it's sentences. Not proper. Like when I go out there, I don't ever say like fool or. Yes, <laughs> fool. Like, I, don't, I don't use I don't use those words. But when I'm here, like, what's up? What's up, homie? Like, what's up, bro? Like, so your English use... suffers when you come back to the states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to like I, I hear. But they, don't, those. they don't understand any of the slang. They do some of it. They try to cause they movies watch and movies stuff? Yeah. And, or videos, but not like our slang right here, you know, out here. So I, I definitely have to speak slower. I have to try to speak better and, and things like that. But What's the percentage of people that speak English there? 50? I think less. I, really? I would say less. Yeah, I'm struggling. It, so, like, if they watch an American Hollywood movie, they watch it and it'd be subtitled or yeah. would it be uh, dubbed? Subtitles. Subtitles? Subtitles. So they'd read it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so they can't get the full effect of a movie, huh? Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, their eyes are down. And you, you know, the, the, the younger generation is, is uh, speaking more, more English. English, but when I first got there, it was kind of hard to find. People. So when you're coaching the kids, you can't speak their language and they can't speak your language. Uh, so Spanish doesn't work there. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I can't. I, it was funny because in my first few years, I'd try to say something in Spanish thinking they would understand, but it's like, oh, they're not going to understand. Oh, not that type of foreign. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I had a translator the first few years, but now like the kids are, are are learning English a lot more, so I don't really rely on the translator. But yeah, I, I needed a translator at first. But the kids, like my 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 program, the kids that are in the program. They they speak English, so that's it's definitely gotten easier. You, you, said, like, you can't play from here if you speak any other language. Uh, so honestly, <laughs> like now that I've been there for a bit, I'm like, you speak English? All right, good. If you don't, like I'm like, kind of like. <laughs> You go, to, you go to the Hungarian coach, like, yeah. over there, bro. come over here with me, I can coach you. How many guys on your staff? Uh, so, for the first few years, it was, like, two, three, and it was the translator, who's now, like, the DC, and he's kind of, like, picked up on things and learning. He, he wants to learn to get better, but this last year was the first year we had a, a coaching staff, so I had a coach for every position. Like, so it was like cool. ten coaches, eight coaches. Yeah, we had like eight coaches. Wow. Eight, co- eight or nine coaches. So that's kind of why we were able to kind of get over the hump with the eleven on eleven group and get to the final. And get to because you have game. enough guys where you can in exactly. practice time you got way more. Yeah, one, right? exactly. But what what kind of bit us in the the ass or the you know throughout the season was we didn't have a field because of COVID. So. Um, what do you mean? So, because of the COVID regulations and and us not having our own field, they wouldn't let you practice. They wouldn't let us practice at, at, at any open and field. Yeah. So, so where'd you have to go inside barns and stuff? No, I I would have to go in uh, like uh, it was like a little public field, but uh, it was it was gated, so we were able to practice there for uh, one practice. If not, we would go to a, like Olympic. Um, facility they had a field but that was gated as well you so. gotta pay or you gotta ask yeah, the team had to pay for it yeah the team has to pay so for they rent it to you exactly yeah but it was just limited the times we could use the fields so that's it was tough this year with all the covid regulations but you know, we try to get it done so it was a good challenge this year definitely i was just happy that we could play you know because not a lot of people were playing uh, not a lot of people had the opportunity because of covid so it's crazy. Yeah, they, so they canceled all those leagues that they have, mm-hmm. Germany and for Poland soccer and for what? Football. 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 Yeah, the eastern or the western part of Europe. They would, um, yeah, they canceled their cancel uh, their seasons out there. Now, would you guys play the teams from other leagues or just like the teams you're affiliated? With? Just in the country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could go play other teams in other countries, but that's you know again money, travel, and get some. Who would be the best <laughs> uh, fo- American football? 
like say if you would say you were the champion of your league, right, or your yeah. country or whatever, right? Who would you play? Like say, okay, let's have a European Super Bowl. Uh, and the best from each. You know, her six. You got eighty. You can go in and then. Yeah, that's that's what they're trying to work towards. They're trying to work towards that because you know every year like oh we're the better team this year in Europe and this and that. And Germany's for the longest time has had that title of like this is the best league. This is where the best football's at. This is where the best players are. <laughs> So they're trying. Do they have to work. Americans coaching there, or yeah, they have Americans. They you know they they pay for American coaches. They've had American football out there due to the military. So like out since you know world wars and stuff. So that's why football is more developed out there. But they bring in American coaches every year. They bring in you know like you said earlier, they have a bigger budget, so they're able to finance like Division One players or you know bigger bigger school guys. Um, so that's why they always get the title of like the best league. But there's good football or good football players in Europe. It's just it's a different world out there. It's harder. It's harder I, I got a question. Yeah. What, what's the hardest thing you have to teach there as far as football? Like, what's the thing that you say is like the majority of the guys playing there don't get that that we all get or we take for granted that you were like, oh my god, you know what I mean? Like, what was your aha moment where like, oh shit, they don't know this? <laughs> for me, it would be the, putting the extra, extra work. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's not, because for them, like, I guess the way I look at it, they like play soccer, which is they do, which is, I don't know how, I know soccer seriously out there, but I don't know, like, work, training wise. For us and stuff, like, as we grew up with being the, in San Gabriel and stuff, like, working out and training, that's just what you have to do to get on the field out there and stuff like that's something they're still understanding like for him now he's doing those individual workouts with the guys so they understand a little bit extra benefits the guys and stuff yeah i think that that, that would be it like uh coaching the the, the sport is, is like easier like we can coach the, the you know okay you take this step or you do this on this play but it's the mindset that's the hardest part i think where uh i've noticed like man i gotta really try to get into these guys head to get more out of them because uh, they don't have that out there the the you know the parents aren't gonna tell them like hey you got to go to practice you know you got to show up to practice every day like, there's a there's a few of them but not everybody has that mindset so trying to get them to put in the work you know trying to get them to put in that extra work to perfect their craft or whatever it might be that's the hardest part when they're there, they they you know they pick up on what you tell on what you tell them. Even if they might not speak English, like you know they, they can run, they can they can cut, they can jump. Like they're strong. It's just not all put together. So that's the mindset is the. That's something part. me and Andres always talks about. Like with like if they right now like they practice like twice or three times a week, which is American out here, and so like five times a week is like the minimal, or four times if you're a pop warner. That's the minimal. Friday's like your day out before the game. But we always talk about, like, for him to kind of, like, the progression to get the players to be able to understand football or at least make it look more like football. Now imagine doubling that time or doubling the coaching staff, which is, like, that's where the progression is so much faster out here because more resources, yeah, more coaches. And private coaches. And yeah. Yeah. Like, so he has extras over there. And so I always tell him stuff, like, I know he is, like, always has battles with the uh, consistency out there. But if, if I was playing football when I was that age, practicing twice a week, I wouldn't understand anything. Yeah. yeah. I was like, for myself, because I know for me, I, I grew up like super a athletic. I just had to learn about coordination, which is, takes kids four or five years just to be able to do those type of things. Yeah. So like the, just, uh, just the limitations there, or at least the mindset, like he says, makes a big difference. If they're practicing five times a week, 
It'll be a way different type of football out there in Europe for sure. Yeah. Coach, you coach a European athlete? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, man. <laughs> Kicker. <laughs> Denmark, yeah, there's, there's, there's football. He, he, never, he never played football, though. He played soccer. Did he? Yeah, he played soccer, but he came as a, he was a foreign exchange student. Ah, uh, that's, that's he cool. He had a credit card, too. He Did he? Card. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a That's how Coach Joe remembers. <laughs> and they come loaded. If they come from out there, they yeah. come loaded. Yeah. They do. They, oh, they do. <laughs> they definitely do. <laughs> Yeah, how did he end up at San Gear, right? With San Marino, yeah. <laughs> La Cañada, <Maybe, yeah. laughs> you know? This place sounds nice. Yeah, we used to talk to Ovid. We used to talk to him on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was our kicker. You know, I, I, th- I, I just kind of wanted to add something. Uh, I think one thing that's helped me out there with, like, getting the kids to, to respond to what I want them to do is just kind of coming from less out here. And dealing with less, you know, I had good examples with Coach O, my brothers as well, like good good role models. Just, you know, is trying to make more with what they had. Like Coach O did that at SG with us. You know, I think Art was the biggest guy on our team for a while. So, you know, guys like me. So I, I go out there and I kind of look at it the same way, approach it the same way. Uh, I definitely have to do, you know, my best with less out there. So... Uh, that's one thing that's helped me a lot out there, and, and just like I said earlier, you know, taking your guys' brand of football and and what I've learned throughout college and and things like that, and taking it out there, arts helped me a lot, and you guys have helped a lot with you know kind of guiding and leading and showing us uh, not just the X's and O's part, but the off the field stuff too. So I think that's what's definitely helped me a lot out there. And, I don't have my family out there, so, you know, kind of leaning on those things, those life lessons that I learned at school or, or through football has helped me a lot, so it's cool out there. It's been a good experience having fun with it. So how much longer are you going to do it? Uh, playing or, like, doing that? <laughs> or uh, living out there? Uh, maybe living out uh, Maybe I could live out there, you know, forever, but... Do you, really, you really like it? Yeah, I like it. It's, it's just uh, more opportunities. You know, it's, it's not San Gabriel or, it's or not, Roseby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just ha- get an opportunity to, to get away from my comfort zone here. So, uh, Living out there, I, I, I can see myself living out there for a good while. Coaching and playing, I'm not trying to play past 30. So, uh, And playing and coaching, you know, maybe maybe I could come back and coach, coach with you guys or something. But out there, maybe, yeah. So you're a player coach right now? Yeah, I'm a player coach. But I... I I focus on the, the junior program and I play for the adult team. And do you have a who like do you call plays or just If I'm playing? Yeah. Uh I've done it before but usually <laughs> usually you would think you'd call them all to you? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, let's go option. Option, option. <laughs> uh, uh, number three option. No. Two option. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's, it's my option every time. This hit me when I'm open. Uh, I'm going to do an in or an out. No, you, you, you can't. On me, ready, break. You can't do that you, unless the competition's really, really, like, bad. You can, but you got to, I've noticed, like, you have to have the dudes around you to help you. Like, yeah, you're the American, you make plays, but if the domestic guys don't make plays, they just double you, triple team you. Take you out. Yeah, they just take you, because you can game plan around, you know, playmakers or the, the better players. So, Yeah. 
it would be nice, but usually there's somebody on the sideline uh, calling stuff, or they've had other Americans out there. But you'll check it in the huddle, right? <laughs> uh, no, I've, yeah, I've, fourth and one. I've, I've always tried to be the the player, like, all right, coach says to run it like this, like. But there's been times. But I mean, does the call come in and they all look at you before you say yes or no? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes that's happened. Yeah. That's happened a, a few times. But <laughs> now, I went to a game and watched them, and uh, it was. You know, it was football. It wasn't fast, but it was football. My favorite part is um, <laughs> went over to the grocery store and, and got a German beer. It's like 99 cents, right? Just a can of beer. Uh-huh. For a German beer? For a German beer. Yeah, it's cheap out there. And uh, like went over, and I, I was on the sideline. I was talking to Art, and then it was probably, I don't know, was it before halftime or halftime? Uh, right, right at halftime. <laughs> One of the guys that just got done playing, he came off the field, looks at me, and kind of makes eye contact. Yeah, I throw my beer out there. You look know, over <laughs> halftime. <laughs> Drinking a smoke. <laughs> halftime, baby. <laughs> yeah. Cigarettes are popular. You're not there. lying about that, sir. Yeah. You are not lying yeah. about yeah. that. Because you gave me some of your beer at halftime because I ended up cramping up at halftime. <laughs> Got some <laughs> of your beer. <laughs> Why'd you have beer? Don't they have Gatorade out there? <laughs> I don't know. We were already drinking. It's a culture shock out there. It's a culture shock for sure. For sure. That's how it was for Serbia. Out there, people are either on the sideline just drinking their beer before the next play. Halftime, they're just having a smoke, taking a shower at halftime. Like, what the hell's going on? So that's why I'm, I definitely focus with the kids a lot more. And like, hey, <laughs> don't be doing that. You know, halftime, you guys stay over here with the team. Like, don't go to the sideline. Don't go to the bleachers. Don't be doing that. Don't nothing. go take a shower. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is, this is, we're playing a game, goddammit. So you can come over here and stay over here and, and finish it. When the game's over, you can do whatever you want, but stay here. So they're trying to change their mindset, too, on those things because it's a culture shock. You go out there and you see those things. Dang. Beer at halftime, a smoke at halftime, or you know, guys just doing whatever they want at halftime. Like, hey. And in Germany, they don't hungry. They don't drink their beer. They eat their beer. Sick. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, can you get up in someone's face, or can you like coaching? Off? Yeah, can you tee off on somebody, or do you? I've had my moments, but uh, my first, I I tried to like you know talk them through it yeah talk it through but now that i've been coaching them for a while i rip them i rip them some new ones it kind of always reminds me of like when i was playing it's like ah oh, man I, I i need to get into these guys and i just now that i'm in this position i think about like how the the times you guys had when you guys were coaching us or you know coaching your players and you just i just start thinking like man how to coach do it with this dude on the team? Like, how did he man, it? It's like how did he not how did not flip his lid <laughs> with this guy so many times? You know, like you you think about those things. So it's it's kind of funny. It's full yeah. circle comes full circle. You start thinking about all those things. Yeah. It's like man, I'm I'm definitely like I definitely get into them though. I rip them some new ones. Yeah. yeah. So now you understand now. Right? Yeah, I definitely yeah. understand now. Like, <laughs> I definitely understand now. Like man. Now I see Coach Olo what you're talking about. Yeah, no, for sure. Art's been out there. He's seen me. He's seen me lose it a few times with the guys. But it's always just about the effort, though. It's never, you know, yeah, it's never about the football because I understand that. Yeah, effort is when they give up. The effort part is the when I lose my, yeah, because that's just how I grew up. Do they, do they understand, like, when you're 
And they're on them about effort? Do they understand? Yeah, yeah, they, they understand, yeah. yeah. And, um, that, I mean, kind of going back on the original question about developing, um, you know, I, I went out there, thought I knew football so I could just, you know, call plays and, and be successful. But when I came back, I kind of went to a little, like, clinic. I think you guys had at BP. You, you kind of talked about like your philosophy. I, I, I sat down with my brother as well, and I went back out there the next year, and I, I introduced to them my philosophy for the program, and that's really what's kind of taken us to the next level, and, like the, the pillars and the foundation of the program, like accountability, um, you, you know, effort, thing? yeah, like those type of things, yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my, the one I went with was the one we had at BP, our family versus their team was like the the main one. So, like they're all about family now. It's not just a team, and you know you got to be accountable and you got to give me effort. You got to be tough. Cause those were the the things that they didn't have when I first got there. So I was like, this, these are the ones I want to focus on. So, and I've slowly been building on it, and slowly kind of trying to make it better, but. Yeah, that's really what's helped me take the next step. Is it funny, or isn't it funny how it's the non-football yeah. and knowing about the non-football that makes you the winner? Yeah. You know I mean, it's not just about the X's and O's because anybody can drop on the chalkboard, oh, they did this concept, do this, this, you know, oh, this, this, that's works, right? Yeah. Then it's, number one, how they execute it, but then the second part of that is, is you know, like, you know, you had a theme, you had to do things a little bit, you know, more beyond football yeah. to get the team to actually start winning. Yeah, no, for sure. That's how it is. And that's what I mean. Like, I always look back at when I was playing at San Gabriel, like, that's what Coach O was doing with us. Like, we weren't the best, but we're out there competing with teams that were better than us. And maybe we didn't win every game, but at least we were out there. You were in the game. Yeah, right? we were in the game, so. That's the that's kind of how it is out there. That's the that's kind of how I look at my team. We're, we're like SG, and the other teams are you know Mirror Burbank, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. You know, that's yeah, those teams that were better than us. So and there's a couple. There's always a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, most definitely, <laughs> most definitely. That Everyone is. plays this week, goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. So, Coach Rhoda, you know, what would it take right? to get a building out there? That's the next question. <laughs> get a facility for these guys. Yeah, I'm. I'm, that's where I'm at right now, trying to figure out. Like a, like a locker room and a practice well, club or what? Right now, my biggest thing is like getting them physically prepared because the X's and O's are like the, the understanding, the football IQ, it's it's getting there. It's the physical preparation. That, so like getting a weight, weight room. room or a place to work out, those type of things. So. No, do they play video games? Do they play? Madden? Yeah, they do. They do. They, they play, play Madden. Madden. Yeah. They do play you ever give them homework on the days off? No, no. I, I honestly, Art's the one who's who's kind of like <laughs> taught people how to play out there with Madden. So that maybe to me, that's one of the best teachers of, of the. Of the rules of the game. Yeah. The only yeah. simulation. I used to do that in Serbia all the time. I'll sit down with a guy, a teacher, and a guy, like, why we reroute this guy and drop underneath number one. Because for them, it's just, they don't understand that concept. Especially when you play a sport like soccer, you don't get, you get space, but you don't get, like, because you're chasing a ball, it's a little bit different. But, like, mm -hmm. for football, like, space because you're trusting your guys on the other side and do their job. So that's why I use it, man. That's why we got to do the little Skype talk with you when I was in South Dakota. It was cool to kind of hear you talk about like the simulation and stuff you used to do back in the day with these guys. It's cool, yeah. It's cool, because for us, we just played football, but we just played. Like, I didn't understand them until after college. Like, I knew some football because my uncle, but 
outside of that, like, I didn't know how to simulate. I didn't know how to coach. Like, my very first year of coaching was at San Gabriel. Coach freshman team with 50 guys by myself. Thought I, I thought I was never going to coach ever again. Oh, my God. <laughs> never so again. Hard. So the post-Judo Leva days at San Gabriel. Yeah, I was, I was after. I, was with, <laughs> oh I don't know who the coach was. But all the dead. 50 kids dead. with one guy? <laughs> Because yeah. we had three, we had a head coach and we had an OC, and I was just there to just be an assistant because I came um, after something or after college. The one of the coaches got cancer, the other one just quit. So I was there by myself with a freshman team, like trying to run old San Gabriel system. I found that I didn't know nothing about it besides running back in the picture. <laughs> in the picture like, what is slice? What do you want, coach? What is, what is Izzy knew it for the uh, for the running back, but just at the lineman, I was like. What the hell? Yeah. Then I coached them, then try to run offense while I have all the like, defensive guys jacking around. I'd make them do planks on these guys. I'm coaching <laughs> these guys to go up and down the field. I'll, after that year, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to coach football. There's no way. <laughs> like, there's no reason. There's no reason to coach football. No because, like, first of all, we're losing every game like by 50. And there's no, and there's no mercy roll out here because being in South Dakota and stuff, like, there's a mercy roll out there. In California, you just get beat in yeah. the whole... Th- yeah. And you play against sure that just Take don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they're going to play everybody, and everyone's going to try to score. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was like... I remember after that, like... I thought I was never going to coach. Yeah, they got to go to Europe and stuff. and got to coach with the youth guy with these guys, with him. And that was a super fun experience coaching the younger guys and stuff because you give them benefit of the doubt because they don't know anything. Yeah. High school kids, you want them to know a little bit more, but... Just finding out the youth kids is kind of what keeps me motivated with coaching and all that type of stuff, for sure. So you prefer them over the... Yeah, like, I like it with them just because I give them benefit of the doubt, so I don't expect them to know anything. Older kids, I have zero tolerance, like, I just do. <laughs> no patience. No patience, like, for them, like, if they said because a lot of times they walk in there saying more, that they know more. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Find out, put them on the field. They're showing me a slant route, they're still running, like, a skinny pose, I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> You're going to break. I'm, gonna I'm, break. About, I'm, steps, about, I'm about to put you at lineman right now, sir. <laughs> <laughs> coach, I was, I was playing uh, playing uh, Pop Warner, playing receiver. Your coach was trashed, and that's all it means. <laughs> <laughs> you had no business being out there. You're a decoy the whole time. <laughs> so, like, all the kids, like, I just can't. Like, I got a chance to coach, like, at, uh, the reservation with my uncle and stuff. And out there, I kind of had that same uh, perspective. Like, assume that, first of all, because of South Dakota. So, I assume they don't know any football. If they do and stuff, it's because they watch NFL, which is, you're not an NFL player. Yeah. For those That's guys. That's a different game. There's a different type of game. Yeah. So, like, me having that perspective now or, like, that mindset about coaching overall, because now I got some, like, mm-hmm. t- some teaching opportunities and stuff. Like, now I understand why I was, like, not that very, like, not that good of a student when I was in school because before I was, just wasn't asking questions or paying attention. So, that's one thing, like, coaching football. <laughs> but... It didn't start without me being in Europe because my very first year was coaching at San Gabriel. I call it quits in all football. After that, like after I'm done playing, I'm over this whole thing, and I'm like, there's no reason to do it anymore. I'll let the coaches coach. <laughs> but man, yeah, yeah it's, just, it's more than just that. When we talk about building, it's more mm-hmm. than just X's and O's. Yeah. You know, there's guys that can't X and O. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> if you can't X and O, you shouldn't be coaching, right? If you, if you don't understand concepts, you shouldn't be coaching. That's but then, if you if you do understand that, the part that gets you over the hump is, is all the non-football stuff. Yeah, yeah. sir. Pre-ranks. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of those. We we've come across a lot of those out there that you know, kind of go out there like, yeah, I know football, and and like I said, like uh, you know, they see that you're American, so they assume you know football. They assume you're you're good at it, or you can coach. So they don't know any better, so they bring them out, and then they don't really produce. So 
Hey, we've we've had our encounters with some people like that, and it's kind of frustrating, but you know, can't do much about it. So. Yeah, that's probably the most I got into it with coaches was in Europe. Like, in, I, in what way? Just like all because like I said it gave me like the benefit of the doubt so when you're a coach like I assume like it's like that really good coaches I did with coach O, my uncle some other guys that didn't know their stuff so of course when we're players we just say yes sir no sir and that's what it is so when someone come, comes in and especially if we're playing I, I expect them to know their stuff like the back of their head you mean but, the coaches that come in and say yeah, they're not like, cause, like, they're, cause they're the head coach so of course remember like yes sir no sir but when they're saying something that's completely wrong you're like <laughs> and, and you're on the field and you're the one like getting killed 40-0 and you're like that's wrong like that's wrong like you can't be telling guys that yeah so like, that's something like I found out like in college and never really bumped heads with coaches maybe besides my uncle but that just comes for me out there running with my try to help out the other slappies no football but like for me that's probably the most I bumped heads with coaches or like just people is just like now getting into coaching now and being around people like you said the outside of football stuff like teaching how to work hard because everyone can say it but unless you're going to be willing to go out there and, like, walk them through it, show them the way of doing it. A lot of times with American coaches, they're like, oh, I did this, did that, I coached here, I coached there. I'm like, all right, cool. As soon as they tell me that, my, my mindset changes to, you know what you're talking about. Then we get to the field, and he's bringing out an iPad to show us the air raid. And for first time... Let me see that... <laughs> yeah, at first the time it's funny because I'm like I'm playing defense, friends doing offense, so I'm like walking over to see what's going on on offense. He's like, "Yeah, we're running this." I'm like, walk away real quick. Fern, is he calling plays on an iPad right now? He's like, "Yeah, that's his playbook." I just walk away. I'm like, I'm going back to defense because he's out there. Like I'm doing majority defense because I'm just helping out. But then we get to the game stuff. He's like, "All right, do this." I'm like. I don't practice with the offense. I don't know nothing. So, like, I learned a lot, like, about, like, kind of trying to be patient with, like, just to kind of change my perspective on, like, when I meet someone, assume that I don't know nothing, then go from there. Because if not, then it's easy to get frustrated. Like, that's why I'm super surprised that I didn't get frustrated as a player. Like, because there's a lot of kids like that now, like, where they just, whatever the coach tells them, they'll question it every time. You, you guys know. You guys know how. Like, you guys seen that stuff. Like, for, like I said, for myself, Andres, like, I was just a yes sir type of player. Like no matter what it was, right around listening to certain coaches from saying, "Hey, bro, up and down their asses till they listen." <laughs> <laughs> That's what the whistle's for. <laughs> get them going. Up down. Up and down here. Uh, all practice. Oh, you hear? I heard you here from the yeah. side. Get them chopping. Yeah. Yeah. Damn yeah. it, yeah. Coach Takuto, man. I, I remember you. You always said, "I will up and down your ass." I'll we just we look at us as well. Yeah. Get him. Yeah. We yeah. yeah. we play for some some great coaches, man. That machine that taught gun. us. It taught us a lot of that. You know, remember, that remember the machine gun? I told my dad about that. He's like, "Why that?" I was like, yeah. "That's crazy." Yeah. yeah. And he played a singer. Yeah, my dad played that singer role too. For Gary Gonzalez under that staff. Yeah, um, uh, they're sorry. I said I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we, but we learned a lot of player management from those coaches that are dealing with JUCO players, right? The JUCO player is different than the four-year player, right? And um, we learned a lot of that from you know the coaches that managed you know kids that we weren't eligible to go to four years and went JUCO route. Or guys who bounce back from a four-year because 
it's gonna stay all kicked out or something. Yeah. You know, crab legs, dunder pants, yeah. and got caught. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate that guy. James. And so we, I learned. Just Steaks are easier to steal. That's big. Are those crab legs sticking down your pants? Out of your sweats? No. <laughs> right. Oh, so, so that piece, <laughs> that management piece of players like that, right? You know, we learn from those guys. And I think that's a lot of a lot of it. You know, we we were actually talking about that yesterday, just management of players, right? Yeah. How important that that's not that's more than the X and O part is knowing how to manage those guys and mm-hmm. or you know your player that talks underneath his breath. That's just like you know you just can't have it. You can't have one of your better players do that. You know, and you either address it then. Or it's just gonna just be like cancerous, man. It's gonna fester and it's gonna grow. Yeah. And all these you guys are gonna. And all the other kids will start yeah. doing it, and they can get away with it. Right. So you gotta find that way. Right. Always hardest on the. Always hardest on the best players. Yeah. Yeah, you're always harder on the best players. Yeah, you make. I mean, they do everything right, and then the one time they mess up, I make sure I let everybody know they weren't. Yeah. You know, they They're perfect. Yeah. 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 So. Like David said, like baby, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> David, David about again. He would not stop talking about how certain coaches baby other players. That's not it. I said that's because we were hard workers and we did things right, and we didn't get yelled at as much as the ones who did shit wrong. Well, yeah, no, and then, then Mr. Barragon, if you're listening, <laughs> oh, um, okay, if you're listening, yeah, if you're listening, no, listen, because these guys, they know they make a mistake, right? They were their own worst critics. I didn't even have to tell them anything. Then who'd be after practice when fucking old Mecca was fucking gone? Where's <laughs> <laughs> <Right? Right. laughs> yeah. Bird on? Oh, oh. He, oh, he didn't tell. Oh, he had to go. He had homework. Oh, yeah. He, he had a hundred reasons not to be there. But fucking Prado and fucking Jude were out there catching routes. Fucking, you know, I think Zeke missed a tackle. And the next day after practice, he had all the backs out there, and he wanted them. He was fucking trying to zero them down. And he wasn't tackling; them, he was just eyeing them so he could eye the hips, so he wouldn't duck his head with this fucking neck roll. <laughs> cowboy cowboy. I was 150 pounds. He used to put me reverse shoulder, taking on pulling guards. God damn it! Did it work? Does it work? I, I sent you that video. Did you see that video I sent? And the, the, the fucking Patriots are doing it nowadays. <laughs> See, he had a lot of bent up frustration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He talks about the recruiting process all the time of uh, taking his trips, you know, it, uh, his trips to UC Davis, uh, uh, where do you go, Whittier. He kind of talks about his trips and like, like that whole process. 
you know, like what he saw, what he saw when he went out there, you know. He hadn't it, seen it. He either. hadn't seen it, and it opened up his eyes to a lot of things. So, but he always talks about those experiences whenever we get together, you know. And, uh, he, he had a full ride to Whittier, but he would have to take a loan out. His parents didn't want to sign with him yeah. to take a loan out, so he didn't go to Whittier. Whittier wanted him badly. Yeah. And, you know, we were in the, the library, and it was the Richard Nixon Library. So can you imagine being there and seeing, you know, President, ex-president of the United States? Okay, so, you know, he, <laughs> he went a little crazy, but he was still the president of the United States. And he, that's the college that he went to, you know? Whittier College? Yeah. He was going to... That's what Nixon went to, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was one of the reasons that made him crazy. Nah. It's because he wasn't an Ivy Leaguer. Ah. And almost all the presidents are Ivy Leaguers, right? And since he wasn't an Ivy Leaguer, he went to Weir College, he thought everybody looked down on him. And so Sky that's what kind of made him crazy. Skyhack right there. <laughs> yeah, poets. Yes, sir. The poets. I know, I know them. So, yeah, so, yeah man, that's, uh, we talk about it. Even guys that aren't playing football or aren't currently coaching right now, um, the experience that they had in that football program, you know, we still talk about because they were there was a time where, coach, you came in and you managed a bunch of uh, little rascals. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that, that was us. We were just I would call you guys thugs. Yeah, just, you, know, <laughs> you guys run on the streets. Was, yeah, we were just. You guys were gypsies, man. You guys were <laughs> doing deals. <laughs> if something wasn't nailed down, you guys walked away with it. <laughs> And we had belts and, and lifting gloves in the weight room, and they were gone like three days later. I was like, what the fuck? What are you guys going to do? Lift cars at home? I know you guys are not weights at home. Wait a minute, you fucking cheap. He used to have to bring up that big Pee Wee Herman chain to, to chain up the, the box. <laughs> yeah, and I had a stereo, speakers, a remote control. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, these guys have never seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure. But he goes to, he goes to chain up his bike, and he just pulls out his... He wraps his whole bike up. That's, That's what our locker looked like that really? had our stereo and, and uh, weightlifting gloves. Oh, it was just uh, right there in San Gabriel. They oh, could actually just pick that shit up and walk <laughs> down. <with> it. <laughs> it wasn't bolted down. That's oh. funny. That's crazy. Yeah, but yeah. I, the first time I, I left everything out, then it was all gone. I was like, come back, there's two extra large belts. I said, what happened to all the mediums and smalls I bought? You know, all these fucking guys are, you know, 22-inch waist. They all weigh 110 pounds, you know. And I bought all these smalls and mediums because I know that none of the guys were big. And then they're fucking gone. I'm like, yeah. God damn it. So that's when I took out the Pee Wee Big Adventure. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> chain, chain well, the cabinet up. Man. make you feel any better. I didn't change at all when I got there. And <laughs> I got there, I suspend our whole check, our whole stipend, before I even got it on, on all this equipment for the kids. And then I would leave, and these guys always wanted to get extra work. So I would I'd just be like, all right, well, I'll just leave the... The door, the yeah. open. I mean, I won't lock it. You guys can come and do whatever you guys need. So my first couple of years, it was like, all right, well, I had 12 ladders, and I have two. <laughs> and then things disappear all the time. Boys. And so it wasn't until I became the head coach when I told these dudes, like, look, I have all this stuff. I'm investing in you guys. You guys keep stealing it. We're not going to have anything because I won't get anything anymore. And then I think the message got across. I'm like, all right, yeah, the dude's doing something good stuff for us I better probably yeah. invest back and then I was just kind of talking about building right that was like building relationship and trust and, and making sure that you guys understood like hey we don't do that here or at least we try not to do that here anymore 
Now, when I left the program, yeah. I left that shed full of stuff. By the yeah. time the new coach came in, was everything was gone. I think there was like Nothing. three cobwebs and two footballs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, two kicking footballs. <laughs> the ones nobody wanted. The ones that the waterlogged. Yeah, the ones that weren't stamped as G. The only ones there still. Yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, you had to manage. I mean, that management part, that's a huge piece to coaching, man. That's, that's an art right there. Because there's a lot of coaches who can't manage players, and, and you can tell when you go to, when it's game time, you know. And, uh, and and that's important. That's an important piece to coach, man, is, you know, managing. There's X and O's. There's managing. There's building a program. There's business acumen, <laughs> right? Because yeah. it's coming out of our pocket yeah. half the time. Right? Fundraising. <laughs> That's right. the part I need to get better at. Fun, yeah, that's true. Fundraising. Yeah, here, here's my thing as a coach, right, is that because I didn't grow up with money, I think everybody else around me doesn't have money, which is false, completely <laughs> false, completely false. People have money and they'll find ways to get the money if there's if it's a necessity for their son or daughter. Like, they'll find the money. That's true. And, and, and so when I, when I worked in, in Chicago... You know, and I thought, man, I'm never going to get these people to buy the software to help their son or daughter get recruited to colleges. They were handing money over, you know, like it was candy. They were just, like, you know, um, for whatever edge or whatever benefit it was, if it was going to help their son or daughter, they were going to do it. And so when I finally understood that, I said, man, what am I doing? So there was money, you know, <laughs> what am I doing? Spending my own money as a coach. What am I doing? You know, I'm not making any money as a coach. You, you make, you know, South Dakota head coach makes three thousand dollars, and the, the, and then you have a pool of money that you break up amongst your coaches. And what I started doing, just kind of putting it all back and getting more coaches. Right, everybody got two thousand dollars. But like, you know, when you think about it, you, you're spending more money than you're actually making. Man. So fundraise, man. That's that's another key piece. Fundraise. People yeah. have Booster the money. Club of fundraise. Boosters, T-shirts, hats. You know, I remember watching uh, 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 Spaceballs. <laughs> Mel Blunt, right? Yeah, Space, yeah, Spaceballs the movie. Spaceballs the dog. That's where you make your money. Advertising. <laughs> Spaceballs the flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> and I always think about that. Like the branding part. <laughs> of your football program, man. Sell it. You know, people are going to support it. There's money out there. There's money out there. Promise you, there's money out there. You know, don't yeah. feel like, yeah, I got to do it all on my own and come out of my own pocket. Don't do that. <clears throat> Put it back on. You got 100 kids on the roster. You know, hey, kids, you know, let's have a pizza day. Bring 10 bucks. You go buy $5 pizzas. <laughs> there's $500. Right, you spend five hundred pizzas, or maybe you get a sponsor and they want to donate know, half. Donate half. There you got seven hundred fifty dollars right there. What can you do with seven hundred fifty? So you go buy yourself some t-shirts. Yeah. Sell them for twenty bucks a pop. Make them, you know, it's like you got to think, man. You got to do it. You can't just, you know, keep going about it that way uh, when there's money out there to support. You know, like you're not going to get rich. You know, your program's not going to get rich, but you're going to you're, you're going to be able to buy some toys. For the kids. Yeah, you know, you'll enhance the Yeah, program. you'll enhance the program with yeah. ladders, bands, bungees, whatever, squat racks, yeah, tablets, tablets <laughs> you know, yeah. anything. Huddle program. Yeah. You know, which that's is, not free. That's that's $1, that's $1, that would be $100. Which huddle? Be. I got a bone to pick with huddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't even get me started if you want to get a real, the remote to 
puddle. That's like the five dollar or five hundred dollars just for a little remote. I mean, Dang. I've been trying to find the. I've been talking to some of my guys who do some cyber stuff about like there got to be another way to like an app on here to get out of that huddle thing. They got that all locked up. Huddle does. They got monopolized. <laughs> but they made fifty-two million dollars in advertising one year. Right? Oh, putting, putting a commercial before your son or daughter's highlight film that now has ten thousand views because they're a Division One sk- recruit. Right? There's no kickback to the school, and all that profit, advertising profit goes back to Huddle. But they're using your son's platform that you pay for. Like that's what they've been talking to the rest about for a while. Cause I know like all the stuff he battles with over there with like just the limited coaches. Like I know for him he had a field problem this year and stuff. So like all stuff that takes like it helps you be successful for the program. Like just like, out here we kind of like look at it differently because we have fields we have that stuff it's basic out here over there and stuff like that's the kind of stuff he's been battling so me and him have been talking about that for a while now about fundraising and stuff mm-hmm. i was just at ben County this last year my buddy um mike barno he was the head coach there and for him like ever since like ever since i was in lower rule with you and stuff like fundraising is normal with coach o when i was in high school selling uh jerky out there and so maybe eating half of yourself. My mom's like, my mom's like, what do you do? Cost to me. Like, I don't cost care where it comes from, you run it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you don't sell it, you I remember that. I remember when we had to sell I don't get it by Wednesday at this time. Every guy that did, does not turn it in, you guys will That's how we got our spare packs like, that year. Yeah. That's how we got it. The great long ways to pay, man. If you're willing to do off-brand and not have to get the Nike here, Under Armour, uh, you right. can, you can get some good stuff. Get more bang for your buck yeah. with Badger or A4. Mm-hmm. That's what happened with us at Bennett County. Because I know for him, he was like, the head coach. He didn't know much about it. Like, it was his first year being a head coach. So he was more into like X's and O's and the football part and like motivating the kids, which was, he was good at. He just didn't know about the fundraising, like which is like for us, being like, our senior, our senior year, we got all the gear and stuff. And I was telling him about it, showing him a picture of us because we got like a memory thing from you. That I was showing all that seniors with our, our suits and stuff, and I showed them, like, oh, that's nice, like, but our budget's small in South Dakota. Like you said, like, head coaching side been there three grand in South Dakota, so you didn't get any much money for actual football stuff. So I gave a call to my uncle and asked him about, like, what, like, how much do we need to, like, raise for us to get this stuff for the kids? We got a number, and we started going out there and just, like, we did, like, a snack bar for some of the youth, uh, like, youth baseball programs out there, just... Doing that, and all the kids, didn't, they'd never done that stuff before, like, beforehand. Like, even for him, like, he said he, when he was in school, like, they just paid for that stuff. I was like, for me, I was like, dude, we didn't get none of this. Like, unless we, like, fundraised it, like, that's the only way we got stuff in, like, California. So I kind of got, got a chance to talk to my uncle, brought it up to him, because we got a quote from their vendor about all that stuff, and it was like, it was like, it was like nine grand or it was, for, like, the, the basic stuff that we wanted to get. Not a Sports, lot. Shirts, shirts. Some polos for the coach and stuff. And I hit my uncle, like, well, how much can we get for, like, our budget? Because our budget, I think, was, like, four grand. Our budget. He's like, oh, you get this, 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 this. Like, a bunch of stuff. Way more than we were trying to get, first of all. And he was like, all right, let's do that. But, of course, like, comes through with the school about, like, you want to work with your community vendor and stuff like that, which is outside stuff. But, yeah, yeah. that's why why I always got the bad guy rap uh, at San Gabriel's because I didn't use... The, the uh, credited uh, yeah the, the, 
the those people they wanted me to use. But then I said, you know, my thing was like, well, why am I going to use that one? Cost me more. My yeah, it cost me more too. I don't have a budget from you guys. You guys don't give me no money. Yeah. So why should I? go off of your people I'm gonna find the best deal mm-hmm. for my kids because it's all about the kids and I thought that's why most people got an education the first for the first part yeah. so I don't understand why we had the the, mm. the riff of me trying to you know do the best for my kids so then we would find we find the best prices with the the best stuff we could get you guys the most gear you had to get yeah. right because there's always numbers yeah football is a lot of numbers so yeah. we, would, kids, we would we would do that and then i would give these guys what i did was i would give these guys i told them, you know and it also gave them an opportunity to build responsibility learn how to earn stuff on their own because i knew their parents i know i'm from the same neighborhood right yeah. so i know their parents i would i would <laughs> i would give you guys what three or four fundraisers we'd start as soon as we started football in January, yeah. I started giving them fundraisers. I said, look, we got four fundraisers, and none of it's for us. It's all for you guys. Yep. These four fundraisers are for you guys. Okay, uh, Let's say we sold jerky or we sold chocolate. Yep. Right? Yeah, you get 50% of those. whatever you sell. So I would, when they would give me the money, I would bank whatever they earned and they got. That would go to them personally. So I kept like their own accounts. And then they would just keep building, building, building. After the four fundraisers, I would tell them, hey, you earned two hundred and fifty dollars yeah. because you hustled, and now you don't have to pay for the spirit pack because you paid through this. Yeah. And we would do that. And I mean, when I would tell the parents on the on the parent meeting, like, "Hey, this is why I'm doing it, and this is so that you guys don't have to do it. So when they get the merchandise to sell, don't just eat it, and then you have to pay. That defeats the purpose. <laughs> make them go. Make them go earn it. Like have them do it. Let them learn how to be responsible." I know I'm not. I mean, I'm not naive. Not 100 percent of the people did that. They would still, yeah. you know, end up put it on their parents. Yeah, yeah. work it over on whatever the yeah. case was. But Black at least it, it, <laughs> it taught them responsibility. It also helped help them to learn how to earn some things. And then uh, lastly, I mean, they didn't have to. They didn't have to ask, you know, for for maybe something that was uh, gonna put a little damper on the rent or anything like that. It was all earned, and they would get the the best stuff they could get. And Yep. I mean, I know your guys senior year, right? We had a lot of stuff. we had sweatsuits, yeah. bags, uh, yeah. different like shirts. try a shirt for every day of the week, yeah. Yeah. shorts for every day yeah. of the week. Try so, fits. I mean, we, had, we had the long sleeve. You guys are spoiled. spoiled. Cut off. <laughs> Let me tell you what I had. <laughs> we had one shirt, we had one, one bag. shirt, and had our number in the middle. <laughs> and it was one single print, so. If you do two colors, that's that's a little bit more. That's more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> relax. Yeah. Yeah. Shorts. That was it. Oh, did you guys? Did you guys see the snack bar up there in your stadium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They would have. I built that. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Did you? I paid for uh, it. Uh, it's her, uh, um, yeah. Is it Nina that worked there? Vicky? Is she I know, Nina? That, or is she? Yeah. The gold, the gold yeah. snack bar. And they used to work up. So, so get <laughs> work this. Out there. Get this. Talk about taking outside the box and raising money, right? So I go to the school. I said, you know, hey, we're gonna have lights. You guys put all this money in the lights. And a scoreboard and fucking nothing for snack bar. What are people going to eat, right? <laughs> so they said, you know, well, we didn't, you know, we don't have any, you know, of course, never in the, in the budget, so yeah, fuck always. you, all right? I said, so if I build a snack bar, and, and you know, can I get the proceeds? And they yeah. said, sure, right? So after we finally opened, got our ass kicked by bug arms, right? <laughs> we made like three or four grand that night, right? And I put it in the fucking account like an idiot, oh, right? Damn. I went back, like, Two days later to go buy shit, you know, Steve, the guy, the stack bar guy, oh, I need to buy food, all right, let me go get, let me go get you, you know, some cash to do it. 
So I go out, and it was fucking a thousand dollars. I said, "What the fuck happened?" So then the, the accountant or whoever the, the activities person that takes care of it said, "Oh, uh, the activities director went in, and you know he needed money for the." So, Dang. So then I went back, and I said, "You know, oh yeah, you know we got to share the funds." So that so I built all. I spent almost five grand to build that that snack bar. I built it. There was no snack bar. Got I built it. Yeah. You got robbed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, built snack. And so here's That's what happened. Cool, though. No, here's what happened. So then we had our we had our own fund where we only deposited what we knew was going to get split, and the other half went to football. That's cool. Sure. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Again, that's a business acumen you need to know about being yeah. a coach. You just can't, you know, oh, you know, Booster Club's going to give me the check, and then the school's going to take what they, what they think that they need. You know, Coach O learned the hard way. Oh yeah, you know, they, yeah. The first time after that, I was like, fuck you guys. You know, I come from business one hundred and one. Fitty fitty. They ended up. Uh, School district ended up uh, getting sued for Title Nine, yeah. um, which was a huge thing in our district. Same one. So anything that you raised um, as a program, it was a two-third, one-third split, no matter what. So you can sit there and raise, you know, whatever you raise, and it goes into this pot, and they take a third, no matter what they did. Nobody else, nobody else in the in the school would even fundraise because they knew like football was going to generate enough money. So everybody would just sit back and collect the one third, um, which made it very tough on on us. And there was rules to it. If you got donations, you got a 50-50 split. If you didn't, uh, if you didn't ask for the money in a letter, if they just donated, let's say Art comes back as alumni wants to donate to my football program because it was so good to him. Yes. You know what I mean? Like he wants to write a check and he's like, "Hey, coach, I want you to hey, give me ten grand." You know, but I didn't write it in a letter. And I went and I told them that I got this donation. You get fifty fifty split, and um, so a lot of coaches Jeez. in the in our district were getting these bad reps for being crooks. Um, a lot of them got fired because they wouldn't report stuff. Um, and it, and it's you. It's I mean, you listen to this this story and you're like, rightfully so. Like, <laughs> yeah. if you had a football <coughs> program generate ten grand, they don't want to. They don't want to share it. They need it for what their program is doing. And Fashion. and so you had a lot of those issues in the district where. You know, and, and I'm not even saying this. Co- coaches were bad guys. They were just trying to find a way to help their kids, and you would. They're not coming out of all their pockets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you get knocked for a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were. I think we were the first ones to, to buy the huddle. I mean, in the entire league, we were like the first team to get huddle. Yeah. And uh, when I I paid for that out of my out of my own pocket, put on my credit card, and you know the the people in the school. We're, ta- we're asking about all these questions. I said, you don't need to know, like, what it is or it's my donation. <laughs> it's mine. Like, it's my program. Yeah. I had to, like, say No, but we, like we, need, we need $400 for yeah, that Yeah, program. like, yeah, because you guys, because, uh, you know, you're using that, and it was a donation. I was like, no, no, it's not donated. It's on my computer. Like, that's it. No, they don't know. You guys all have access to it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, I used to have to do those things. The only the only fundraiser, like, I'm writing myself out, but... Um, <laughs> It changed to the bad guys real quick. <laughs> 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 the regular guys to the bad guys. Oh, man. God. Hey, the only you guys should get it done. The only fundraisers I would really report were the, the car washes, which I made the least amount of money. Exactly. And I'd be like, here you go, your 50 bucks. <laughs> Here's your 50 bucks. Go ahead and have fun with that in the one-third pot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's other money I've made. I'm going to keep to myself. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> great. in a booster account. <laughs> <laughs> you pay your coaches. Yeah. You, pay, you buy your gear. Stuff you need to upgrade. 
you know, pay for your huddle account. I mean, all that shit that's not on the budget. Yeah, it was a funny. I mean, that first year I learned way too much. <laughs> like that first year, I think we had thirty-five kids when I took the job. We had thirty-five kids on the roster. Uh-huh. Um, all our guys, you know, take out the seniors that were graduated. Um, we had thirty-five guys on the roster. Yeah, that's when we um, showed up with one twenty in camp or yeah, something yeah. like that. I, I had, you know, I, I got the job, so I went out and I said, you know, I knew there was a lot of kids on campus that had quit or didn't want to play anymore for whatever reason, and I put a flyer out. You know, hey, I'm the new head coach. I mean, everybody kind of knew me already. Um, I don't care what your past is or history. I don't care if you quit. I don't care if you uh, got kicked out. I don't care if you want to play football. You need to be at this meeting. Um, it was after school, and I just remember the 35 guys we were in, right after six period. Hey, let's go to the meeting. We show up to the meeting, and there's like a hundred plus kids waiting to <laughs> come to this meeting. It's like, oh wow. Yeah. Are okay. you kidding? Yeah, and I'm like, know, and I told a lot of these guys, this will last two weeks. You know, <laughs> as soon as they find out like how hard I'm gonna drive you, like I always do, you guys, they're all gonna quit. No, I mean, we kept gaining guys, and this is like what uh, two weeks before August. Um, they're on dead period, and I'm like, oh, I thought they would quit. Now we have like 170 in the whole program. Yeah, and you got 100 helmets. And I'm like, yeah, it was literally one of those deals. Yeah, and uh, yeah. so I go into the administration and say, hey, when you guys hired me, you asked me. We didn't have a JV team. We we just had enough to have a freshman team. That's right. And uh, you asked me if I could fill three levels. I'm giving you three levels and some. So I just want to know, can we please like buy some more helmets because I'm not going to have enough. And I was told, this. well, this was a bad year to grow. So, well, that's not, well, this wasn't what you guys told me when I got hired. And, uh, you know, they told me all these no's, no's, no's. So I just said, all right, well, I'll make this happen. And, uh, you know, I won't say how I made it happen, but we ended up getting, like, 50-something new helmets, yeah, yeah. brand new helmets, right? Nobody ever asked me, like, about a third or can anybody figure out how to pay us back on that. But we got everybody suited up. We got everybody in equipment. And we went out there and we had a great year and we, uh, you know, we played and we built like the young guys up and we had all that stuff going and, and just little things like that. We had, a, I asked for uniforms, which we didn't, we were, we were ragtag going out there. Our stuff was falling apart. <laughs> it was probably the same stuff they had. <laughs> and it's like, and it was like, one of those are like, well, this ain't your turn to get uniforms. I said, well, the last time it was our turn, we got uniforms because my buddy over at the city hall gave us money. Yeah. It wasn't the school that bought the uniforms. We bought them. Like, can Dickie, we've been skipped a couple of times. Can we get some uniforms? No, we couldn't do that. Then I got the uniforms. I got in trouble for doing that. Yeah, got them anyways. Know. Got them anyways, and we looked like yeah. yeah. So like the year, little the year things after. you gotta deal with as a head coach. Sometimes yeah. you gotta be a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because it's coming out of your pocket if it doesn't. Yeah, it's crazy. It was just how many rolls. Because like, like I know, like with you over that St. Gary Road, my uncle was at Lower Road. He has some Sally Lota out there, and they didn't even know what it was. Oh, Sally Lota, bro. That's, that's, how, that's how we were just they like. Blood, <laughs> <laughs> it's the street. It's like, the street. Just when you thought you were out, they grabbed you and pulled you back in. I mean, that, that, that was like, you got a bell? You got a bell? Las Pavos! Las Pavos, Whatever we needed to do to make the money. You know, cause our kids had never taken pictures, you know, like an individual picture to give to, you know, mom or dad. Yeah, somebody's crazy. iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> we, we needed some more helmets. Uh, I hustled to get some, uh, our getting helmets donated. 
you know, uh, shoulder pads. We had, you know, working out deals with Rydell of like, hey, yeah, I buy six shoulder pads, get one free. Like, you know, I was hustling like that to, to get as much as I could. Um, cool. We did, uh, oh, the, the bags, just the little cinch bags, little bags and towels, you know, that I bought for $5 for both. Yeah. Terrible yep. tales. I, and I give, you know, two to Terrible each kid. Tales. Two to each kid. I said, go out there and sell them. And they would, you know, bring back, you know, 20 bucks. And that would pay for, you know, whatever it was, or pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. No. We had to that's a business side of football, man. We, yeah. Is, yeah, that's another component, man. You, it's you know, and, and there's a lot of guys that would say, oh, I don't, I'm not a business guy. Man, everybody's a business guy. It's yeah. America, man. <laughs> our, whole, yeah. our whole society is built on capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you just got to do it, man. Just say, you know what? There's money out there, you know, and uh, if you get a good product, people will support it, you know, or not. Yeah. So don't be afraid to get that no, you know, get that. So that that's, I mean, part of building, man, is, is the business side, you know. Uh, there's some good business and bad business. Well, for a football coach, it's always bad business. <laughs> There's always going to be a loss. It's just how much. Yeah, right? Minimize your loss. Yeah, you want to minimize your loss. <laughs> I think there's only a few programs, you know, the modern days and the Boscos that, you know, that there's there's a slush fund and they, they finish the season and there's, there's still money they got to give out, you yeah. know. Uh, <laughs> they got bonus checks, you know. Everybody else, man, you just you're, you're back at zero, starting the next year, and hopefully you're yeah, not in the hole. That <laughs> private school, that private school money is kind of nice, you know. Yeah. I mean, even at a small one, yeah. I mean, even at Marinata, they would like. I took care, you know. You know how much it costs to finance a Hollywood picture? <laughs> you had a producer. Yeah, producer. <laughs> and I, I, I'm telling. I think I had this conversation before, but mm -hmm. I used to. I mean, the team was, I think, two and eight the year before, and you know, I came in, and it was like. I came in because the coach took another job and I went from assistant, from the assistant coach to the head coach and it was a dire need. So I don't think expectations were really high. You know, we go in and, you know, the first two games we're going, we're undefeated, right? So now we match the win total. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, you know, and by week four, it's like I'm getting these anonymous envelopes in my in my uh, teacher mailbox. teacher mailbox and you know they're like fifty dollars hundred dollars like gift cards like thank you for thank you for all you do coach i'm like uh, am i getting set up here like, <laughs> like do i take this <laughs> like, do, I, do i call it reggie you know, am like, i supposed to be taking this right now <laughs> talk to the ad and he's like no nah, man you're good like this happens all the time you keep doing your thing and then i didn't even realize it you know just coaching and we end up you know we end up doing really well one league and Go into the playoffs, make a little run, and um, you know, at the end of the end of the semester, we started this huge like banquet, which was awesome. Marinette always treats everybody right, and we're there as a staff, faculty, everybody's there if you work there, and they're, you know, everybody's it's a it's a Christmas thing, so it's a big old deal, and um, you know, here comes the here comes a uh, the principal and the headmaster, and they're hugging people, giving out envelopes, certain people. And we're going through, and I'm sitting at a table with the two athletic directors, basketball coach, who's like the, the man, uh, Tim Tucker, legend of Pasadena. It's me, right, a couple other people that are in the athletic department. And, uh, yeah, the headmaster and the principal come up, both give me a hug, great job, we just wanted to give you this. And 
say thank you for all you did. And I was like, thank you. I'm thinking it's like a family photo or something yeah. like, yeah. you know, a Christmas card, you know, yeah. no big deal. So I sit down, I hand it over to my wife, can you put that in your purse? I and then the athletic director's like, he'd open it his because he's already been there like, <laughs> been there for years, so he knows what it was. He was counting how much he it was. He knows like the envelope, what it means. Yeah. So he opens it, looks at it, he's all, <laughs> and he's like, it's, apparently they gave all Christmas bonuses if you did well. I didn't know this stuff, so I didn't notice. And then uh, my athletic director, before the before the banquet was over, he's like, "What did you get in yours?" And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "The the envelope. What did you get?" And I was like, "I don't know. I haven't opened it. What was it? Like Christmas card?" He's like, "No, it's your bonus." And I was like, "Bonus?" And I was like, "Bonus for what?" And he's all, "For for what you do. Like they give you bonuses here." I was like, "What? Come here." Let me see that, you know, open the purse and I see the money. I was like, wow. And he's like, yeah, yeah that's a great yeah. one. <laughs> and it's just like little things like that I never, I never even knew about until I got there. That's I'm like, bonus? All I ever got was a pat on the back at SG. Yeah. You know, like, hey, good job, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Get your banquet in March, so. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget. Don't forget about it. Potluck. Do I will be? Multi-purpose. Yeah, always <laughs> had that real one. Huh? Uh, no. It is crazy though. Thing like, like I said, like about the banquets, it's just like overall, like the outside, like for like head coaches and the extra stuff you have to do. Because me and friend always talked about like fundraising. Because my uncle and stuff, he's always like thinking about plans about how to get more. Especially I've been on his coaching staff for a couple of years and stuff, and always doing those type of things. We were in Europe, and on the rest goes through that all the time. So we we talk about it a lot since I was there last time because before COVID hit. About like kind of the necessities and stuff you need to do just to help out, like for him and stuff. Because I know he works through all that stuff and it's rough. Because I got a chance to coach with them and it was just me and him with the guy that know football. The rest of them, they're like helping out, like assistants or they're, they're cool. yeah. They're just they're, they're trying to learn. They're trying to yeah. So that's what me and Andres always talked about it. But ever since I came back from Bennett County, the last school was that kind of having the possibility of kind of like putting those things into action about like fundraising and getting that stuff and knowing like how possible it was before my uncle like kind of just setting it up and me kind of just working this time I kind of got set it up we went through like the apparel and go through that stuff I'm like oh it's not like too crazy it's just you gotta find ways around it and on the desk really knows me already like it's like if someone says like no like there's a way around it to make it happen it is a possibility especially when it comes to money like, it's like a lot of us didn't grow up with money so it's just a mindset type of thing. We always talk about it, like some guys couldn't go out there and coach football because first of all, the football part is not the best. But like for the, like if you put put some time into it, of course it's gonna get better. But of course then it comes the resources. You don't have all the kids or you don't have a field. Some guys will just check out like all oh, the sucks and that that's just what it is. So that's what me and Linda has been talking about quite a bit about like getting a facility because now he's into like the physical part of football now. Now the X's and O's are getting better. Yeah, now they're just going to get stronger and faster. Now it's stronger and faster, which is for him and stuff, like, talks about him being out there. So, of course, you want to get some work, because outside, like, outside of playing and stuff, like you said, you only play till 30. Some guys want to play for forever, but your body's only, if you're a good player, your body only has it for so long. And not everybody's talking to Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not everyone has a Super Bottle as a wife. <laughs> that, that, that keeps you young. Keeps you young. Our paycheck makes for my house. I'm going to get a max deal either. You know, and I can take the minimum. Because my wife makes some bread too. So. <laughs> Make more money than all you guys right now. Dual, dual, dual household income. <laughs> yeah. But I was going to ask you, like, what is, like, kind of one, like, 
I, cause I know it's different cause of Europe and be out here and stuff. What's like one way like to do like fundraising out here would help out like with the organization out there? Cause I know you work with business a lot. You guys work for teams. Cause I know it's a different situation, of course, cause it's European and stuff overseas. What's like? like is there is, uh, at the games at the facilities at the games? Is there a snack bar or food shack or is there something that you know what I mean? Or and who's in charge of it? Is it the field that you rent? You know, are they yeah. in charge of it? Yeah, it's usually the field. Like uh, they're in charge of this. They don't get a lot of fans. Though. They don't. No, our high school games at SG, we probably got more guys, more people there. So I think the most I've played in front of out there, the kids. Well, the kids usually get like you know maybe the most two hundred, but like our games we get more, thousand. If you make it to the final championship game, you get like five, six thousand people. But it's usually a small number. You're not the kids don't a lot get of a lot. Yeah, the kids don't get a lot of people at their games. Yeah, what happens with sponsors is they want to know, you know, it's like uh, in, in like clicks. You know, how many people are looking. You know, mm. so they want to know how many people are there. Um, how many people are going to see it? You know, how many views? How many games? They want to know all that, and they put it, the marketing department usually has a, a some type of financial um, calculation they use to see how much they should invest for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what sucks. You know, unless it's a someone on the team or someone's company that that somebody works for that is on the team. Mm -hmm. You know, that would be the best way to try to get funds or yeah. a donation is through someone that knows someone that, that they work for or something like that. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. the hardest thing is. Is this outside people that don't know, and you don't know how many numbers you guys are going to have that eyes are going to see it? Or yeah, sure. you guys could probably look into like everybody's doing that like blast athletic stuff now, where they uh, it's a company that goes out and um, you know films your team or films like you guys talking about you like literally the easiest fundraiser of all time, yeah. right? You just talk on camera, then you guys every individual kid has a has a thing where they send their message. And that message, you you list a, a big list of emails. Oh, you guys did that, right? Yeah, yeah and then you guys send it out. And when you send it out, it goes to all these, uh, it goes to all the emails that you guys send it to. So your personal message gets out there, and it's almost like sponsoring you. Mm. So you just keep sending money into the program. And yeah. A lot of teams, a lot of teams are doing it now, um, and they kind of. So Blast Athletics, I just put you on. Um, they they've been doing it. I mean, I know like at a uh, couple places, I've seen I seen people make more than you know fifteen grand just doing that. Yeah, just little things like that. But there's more to do. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know if their golf golf tournaments do really well. If you're, if yeah. they, I don't know what they do out there. If yeah. Golf's big or or not, but yeah. Best ball, Scrabble, four teams, you know. Um, and you got to have the golf place donate, yeah. or else they'll charge you. Hundred dollars a person. <laughs> yeah, I just gotta find. I gotta find ways to fundraise. There's the, the digital platform, you know, if you're broadcasting it, trying to get sponsors to pay for advertising, you know, you run their their ad at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, like that. Yeah. <coughs> Tie that into the radio station. So they'll do the commentating for the game. Yeah. So doing the radio spot, and then they're doing the live broadcast. Um, don't do sandwich boards. Don't do sandwich boards on the field. I sandwich boards. <laughs> <laughs> they used uh, Dakota Weston used to do sandwich boards by uh, Chad Vogel. Uh, and uh, when it got windy one day, the cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> One of the cheerleaders is right by the sandwich board. The wind blew and boom! <laughs> Took her out of the sandwich. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, those sandwich boards make good windmills. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah, there's there's new modern sandwich boards. Like these are real boards. Like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. with yeah. bolts on the top. Yeah, these are real boards, man. Those are the yeah. <laughs> With the hinges, right? Yeah. Yep. They had a hinge like corn palace. The corn palace sign just took somebody out. <laughs> it's like a four local cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So, well, hey, man. This is the Regular Guys Podcast uh, with your host, Zeke Prado, Judah Oliva, Gary Arbona, and uh, we have our special guest. The fifth fern. Yeah. Oh. The fourth, the fourth. <laughs> I still have one young kid. The fourth fern and Arthur Brown, AC7, mm-hmm. uh, which he was our producer for the first show. <laughs> and then he never showed up. I'll sorry the very next week. <laughs> but uh, it's the Regular Guys Podcast. Tune in next time on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker, Anchor, um, and also SoundCloud. So check it out. Nice. Well, sure. Fernie got Coach Arona right now, Madden. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> pray him. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a tutor session, though. Coach Arona, I'm here just watching Coach. Let's get whooped. <laughs> <laughs>